Welcome to the Kivecast for July 2012. That's right. It's the 30th Kivecast and the last one before August, Steve. What happens in August? Celebration 6. Yep, Celebration 6. Pretty darn exciting. Yeah. Uh, as always, you can uh, email us at kivecast at gmail.com. I'm just going to spread that out throughout the, uh, the podcast because <laughs> we've been getting more and more emails and it's been – Yeah. No, it's, it's great. It's good. We're, we're recording on a Sunday, Steve. I initially planned uh, – or we initially planned to record on a Tuesday <laughs> – uh, it turns out that's my wedding anniversary, <laughs> so uh, that's not, uh, not such a good plan. Uh, I did have to say I did laugh when when I heard your voicemail. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, all right, we're doing it tonight then. <laughs> well, I'm not usually that kind of guy, you know, like the guy from no. the, the sitcom or whatever who's like, you yeah, know, yeah. thoughtless. Like I, you know, I care a lot about my wife. I just spaced Tuesday and the twenty fourth. Um, we actually got married on the same day that Alex Rodriguez and Jason Veritek got into the big fight. Oh, man, I remember so, that. Yeah, that's what changed the season for the Red Sox. That's why we won the World Series <laughs> is because I got married on that day. Oh, man, awesome. So, yeah. So uh, let's start off with our movie observation, Steve. All right. All right. First of all, I'm going to start a, a little bit – I'm going to start with something kind of weird and then I'm going to get weirder. Uh, <laughs> my first thing is a, a that Netflix is a little bit dangerous, Steve. Do, do you use Netflix? I do. Uh, I ended up switching to just the, the mail – uh, you know, discs in the mail version because oh, I wow. don't really have great streaming on okay, my computer. Okay, that's the opposite. But, uh, so yeah. so I, I do just the streaming. And so, you know, I get okay. into, you know, I watch a whole series all the way through. Yeah, and yeah. what happens is like, you know, like uh, you ever see the show Trailer Park Boys? No, no, I haven't. And anyways, it's this thing about these people from like way eastern Canada. It's hilarious. It's really funny. Huh. But then, you know, we have a lot of Canadian listeners who I've never met. And so I just kind of sort of imagine them. As all being trailer park boys, which would oh, be like man. if you just imagined all Americans to be Beavis and Butthead. You know what I mean? All right. All right. Yeah, uh, I get you. And then I started watching Spaced. You ever seen that, Steve? 
I have seen a little bit of that, yeah. Yeah, so that – I mean that's a little bit less of a stretch. And I just picture right. all of our UK listeners, you know, <laughs> being just like uh, whatever, Peg, Simon Pegg's character. Right, you know, right. Working at the comic book shop and like just living that life. Yeah. And uh, it was funny because they talk a lot about Star Wars on that show. Mm-hmm. And uh, in one scene, he goes on explaining that uh, all of Star Wars was because – the entire thing happened because of one Star Destroyer gunner. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. You know, I think I did see that. Yeah. Yeah. So he's saying – Did you notice that everything that transpired in those three films, and I mean everything, can be attributed to the actions of one very minor character? Who? The gunner on the Star Destroyer at the beginning of the first film. How come? Well, because if the gunner had shot the pod that C-3PO and R2 were in, they wouldn't have got to Tatooine, they wouldn't have met Luke, Luke wouldn't have met Ben, they wouldn't have met Han and Chewie, they wouldn't have rescued Princess Leia. None of it would have happened. Chaos theory. Well, this got me thinking, Steve, because what's our, <laughs> what's our figure of the month? Good old R5-D4. I see where you're going with this. Well, I have Maybe. always had this little pet word for R5-D4. I don't know why. Well, actually, I do know why. I'm going to get into it. I've always called him R5-D4, the fatality droid. Mm. Now, I don't mean that in the Mortal Kombat deathly sense. Well, (laughs) no. Uh, If you go to the etymology of fatality, it's the same as fate, right? Right. It's the same sense. And uh, fatality, actually, in its 17th century meaning, once again, we're back in 17th century (laughs) with me, is the quality of being predetermined or subject to fate. Mm. So I've always loved R5-D4 because I've thought he is the actual key to the Star Wars universe. To the whole story. Oh, yeah. I think you're right. I mean, if he didn't blow his top, what, you know, <laughs> the whole what thing, happens next? Exactly. And he seems so confident when he moves out there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, he looks like a better droid than R2. You know, he's like red. He's got that cool shape. You know, he doesn't look kind of dumpy. He looks like he knows what he's doing. He's even a little bit taller. Yeah. I mean, it's just... So I've, I've thought of that often It's the fatality droid. And then really it kind of makes you wonder, is there free will in the Star Wars universe? <laughs> and uh, I, I honestly think there may be, right? If you look Maybe. at Luke's choice and, and when uh, you know Darth Vader throws the Emperor into the drink. But if you look at it just from that aspect, uh, I really think that maybe there is no free will in the Star Wars universe. You may well be right, yeah. So that's my movie thought, Steve. Should we, should we hit the news? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> It's Kenner's news. It's Kenner's news. All right, Steve. So before we get to the news, well, yeah, the proper news, you know, we usually <laughs> like to talk about the the toy a little bit. A little bit, um, yeah. Now we did, you know, the movie thought was about him, uh, but later on in the show, we're going to have a, a top five list, right? Right. Of right. Our, of our favorite figures, and eventually we're going to do our top fives of favorite card backs. And okay. definitely R5-D4 is going to be in the top three for me. Oh, yeah. That's a, I, it's a great, great card. I love that card back because it's got Luke and he's cleaning them and there's just that sense of adventure. And just there's something about that that actual photograph. I, I just yeah. love it. Um, so, yeah, so I, I, that's my sort of toy thought that it's really – it's a masterpiece of, of, uh, of card art. Even though I get the sense they probably just didn't have any other pictures of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could get that sense, but what actually makes it better in this in this yeah. case? Yeah, yeah, I think it does. Um, but anyways, th- there's enough real news for us to get to. 
<laughs> so yeah, it's one month from Celebration 6, and uh, we've got a lot to talk about, Steve. We do, we do. We've got a ton. We've got um, a ton. I mean, I think obviously the party is the big thing. Right, um, right. We've already raised over $1,500 for the manatee. And that is amazing. That is amazing manatee. I can't make a, I can't make a point <laughs> out of that, Steve. We've I, actually got, we're on a good run for those, like putting manatee in a bunch of words. I think we may have dried up the well. Exactly. There are no more puns left. No. Um, <laughs> but uh, I was realizing, Steve, it's actually going to be perfect, right? Because we've already raised a lot of money. All right. We've got about eh, a little over 120 people set up to come okay. so far. Cool. So if you want to go, you know, there's probably about 70 spots left. So you might as well go over to the SWCA.com. But you know what, Steve? I'm not going to push it anymore. 100 people is great. If 200 yeah. show up, that's great. If it stays 100, more mini burgers for the rest of us. True that. True that. But I, I just wanted to say that we're in competition. Did you know this, Steve? I, you know, I did. And I, I was, I hadn't really looked into what the, prices were for these other parties but um man <laughs> now, now you know obviously we have no beef with the force net and no. you know we have no beef with uh with the stars action news or any of that stuff but they're having no, no. parties the same day steve yeah i know the force net party costs 42 dollars they must I, have a lot better uh food <laughs> must have a, well you know you know what it is i mean it's got, there's like 400 people there you know, there's no intimacy true, true. you know you go yeah. to our party steve you, you can talk to us the whole time you know, <laughs> I mean, not that you'd want to, you know, but you could if you, if you wanted to. Yeah, I guess yeah, that's yeah. the difference. You know what? People actually want to talk to the host of the Forcecast so they can charge yeah, that, extra that might money. Be. <laughs> Whereas when I walk into the room, everyone's going to be like, oh, you know what? I forgot something in the exhibition hall. Uh, and there's also See, just... I could I could help by by wearing a, like a manatee costume, so they won't want to talk to me. <laughs> they'll they'll go towards you. Wow, Steve, you're already offering to do more. I, I, you know, I, it's it's sad. I've, I've looked into these, and and manatee costumes are really really expensive, even to rent. So it may be out of the out of the budget. But uh. <laughs> I don't know. Are you are you being serious, Steve? I'm serious. You actually looked this up. I I did look. I was curious, and uh, I think it was like about a grand. To buy one and then to rent was like a couple hundred bucks. I'm like, well, that, that may be out of the question. Wow. A, I tried, all right. <laughs> That's good. I, we hadn't even talked about that. That's a good surprise. <laughs> uh, Star Wars Action News, also 40 bucks. Uh, and then it turns out. You have a big pet. Yeah, this is another one. Insult injury, Kevin Smith. Yeah, is Kevin Smith. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, hey, if, if you really think that sitting in a, in a giant amphitheater Listening to the guy who brought you the terrible movie, Zach and Mary Make a Porno, you go right ahead. <laughs> if you want to give that guy 14 to $75 more so he can buy more marijuana, probably from you know, third world uh, you know, drug lords and gangsters and people who employ child mercenary soldiers, you go right ahead. Or you can come over to our party, give us 20 bucks. We take how much, Steve? <laughs> well, we start at five and we get up to twenty. So yes, but how much do we take, Steve? None. How many red cents or silvery nickels? Zero. We get, we get none. We Zero. Get none. It all goes to those <laughs> fat little sea cows. Right. <laughs> the only weed that is sponsored by our party is seaweed. <laughs> you know. I just came up You're right. right now, Steve. Man, that was a that was a crazy little segment there. I like it. Crazy little segment. Uh, so yeah, but uh, to to be honest, I wouldn't mind seeing Kevin Smith. I listen to his podcast. That'd be a fun. Little bit. Yeah, but uh, dude's a little bit of a blowhard. 
So, um, and Clerks <laughs> we, was got, good. Uh, and I don't mind yeah. Clerks too. You know, I people hate that movie, but I don't mind it. And Red oh. State was fine, but our party is going to be way, way better. Yeah. We got prior obligations. So. Yes, we got prior obligations, uh, and it's a lot cheaper, and you get a lot more. True. That wasn't really to say that their parties were lame. It's more just to kind of laugh at the fact that we have to go up against all these behemoths, <laughs> yeah, yeah. all these you know, well-established uh, pillars of the Star Wars community, and then there's us. Like, hey, do you like manatee coins? <laughs> we will gladly accept any overflow from those other parties exactly. if they sell out. Come on over. Come on over. Uh, and also, <clears throat> I was trying to think, how are we going to do it next month? Mm-hmm. And I think next month is going to be Death Star Droid. And right, right. I don't think if we don't talk about the Death Star droid that much, um, millions of souls will scream out in terror. So uh, I think we'll probably just do – we may even do something where we record it kind of close to celebration mm-hmm. and it's just no editing. Just you know, these are the panels, these are that, et cetera, just kind of having it be straight out there. Yeah, I, I kind of like that idea. Yeah, um, but I can announce something, Steve, that I haven't even told you yet. Ooh. We are going to be recording at Celebration 6. Are we? Yeah. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, actually, the, the aforementioned Star Wars action news, uh, Arnie and Marjorie, who we, of course, yep. did the podcast panel with, uh, right. fr- friends of our show, even if we, our parties compete um, in the way that an ant competes with a sledgehammer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so they're, they're putting together the social area, and they asked if oh, we right. wanted to do our show. So, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, it'll be great. I think what what the plan is, we're going to do at least one, ho- hopefully two. Okay. And uh, what I'm hoping to do is just get a lot of interviews in. So if you're yeah, an international yeah. listener and you want to talk about, you know, I'm sure we're going to have some folks from Australia. So they want to show up there and say, hey, you want to talk about Toll Toys? We can bank world interviews, get them Ooh. all in one place. You know, we can bank interviews with just about anybody. So you may be getting, like an, yeah, yeah. You may be getting an email from us. Um, and then, you know, you can, you can watch how the uh, first shots are molded. Uh, you can see us record. <laughs> um, so that's going to be exciting. And yeah. uh, there's no podcast panel, but I, I will actually be, uh, be hosting one, Steve. That's what I had a feeling because you did a pretty good job last time. I figured you'd be doing it again. Oh, well, thanks. I still, I still can't watch it. <laughs> you still can't watch it? No. <laughs> I still haven't watched our panel, like yeah. the one that we did. I, I haven't had the, the guts to watch it again. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm going to be hosting a panel about Star Wars collecting TV shows. Oh, sweet. Yeah, so it's going to be – I'm going to be sort of moderating between Jordan Hambro and Shane Turgeon. Cool. Yeah, and so that, then I'll, have shows coming up. So that, yeah, that's that's great. Yeah, that'll be really fun. So I asked Gus if I could announce that because they haven't all been announced yet. You know, okay, um, right. I know what they all are, but I can't tell you. No, um, but uh, yeah, so that's pretty uh, pretty fun. Pretty, I'm really yeah. happy that that he asked me to do that because I love being a part of it. Um, and I was afraid that I wouldn't be asked again because I did such a bad job last time. But turns <laughs> out I didn't. So, nah. Yeah, um, and then uh, should we talk about uh, the crazy, crazy swag, Steve? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable how much stuff has been popping up over the last couple of weeks. People are really going all out with uh, the buttons and the pins and all that. I was uh, I was thinking, like, you might need two or three lanyards this time to actually <laughs> yeah. fit everyone's stuff, and maybe, like, a backpack also. But, right, exactly. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, well fortunately, there was a, a thread put up on uh, on <laughs> Rebel Scum that yeah. just it's just it's like an aggregator of yeah. all of these crazy uh, things that are being given out. So I say, Steve, you know, we kind of go back and forth. Okay. Um, now, what's fun about them 
and I'm just hoping, Steve, but that uh, everyone who's giving these out knows us, and they're yeah. just going to save one for each of us. <laughs> right? I hope. No. Yeah. I mean, can so we it's... can we flex our, our muscles here and say, hey, <laughs> if you could just make sure to save one of everything for uh, good old uh, Steven Sky, that'd be the great. The Kivecast Hall of Fame has got to have, gotta yeah. have one of everything, right? All right. All right, so I'll start off. Um, okay. Well, first of all, I liked how Matias put up a picture of Slick Rick. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know why it was a he good opener. Did, <laughs> but uh, well, Slick Rick is of course in the story time uh, music drop. Yeah. Oh, that's another thing about the party, Steve. I started making the playlist. Oh, sweet. So you know, I've got the original. Oh my God, they're gorgeous song oh, yeah. on there, and I got you know Money Cash, Female Streetwalkers by Jay Z, and nice. all that stuff. Uh, good, so good. It'll be fun. So if you like the show, you'll be able to hear all the original songs. Ah, that's the way it should be. And if you're really lucky, you'll get to hear the entire every song from the old Limelight drop. <laughs> <laughs> And we need some filler in there, right? We got to yeah, exactly. get, get a good loop going. Yep. So we'll start off with Jared, um, yeah. who uh, came up with this awesome old school button that oh, appears yeah. to have a uh, an Ewok, was it like a pony? Yeah, it's the Ewok pony, and I, I forgot the thing's name. It's like Mega or Bega or something like that. L- is it Lou Bega? Well, maybe. Lou <laughs> yeah, Lu- did Mambo number five, Steve. <laughs> it's a song that came out around the time you were born. Um, yeah. <laughs> Whatever it is, I'm sure he will. He will tell us because. Uh, well, he doesn't say the name of it either. So no, I, mean, I don't. No. I still know the difference between Warrock and Ramba. So there's no way I know. Hey. I, know I know what this. Thing yeah, is. I know. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Johan's making a button. Tell us about that, Steve. Johan's got the uh, free Bespin guard, and this is Johan from Sweden. And uh, it's the white Bespin guard button, and he's a. Uh, yeah, that's his focus, and it looks like he's got probably a, a first shot on there as like the uh, the main image and um what's funny is like some of the pictures of these everyone's taking pictures of piles of buttons right <laughs> which <Yeah>. is interesting <laughs> but well, uh no, when you get them they're pretty exciting oh yeah and uh no but this is it's got like the typical uh blue and, and yellow offer style to it with the the bestman guard yeah it's it nice. great it's like a nice imagining if they ever actually made an offer like that um but yeah lots of really good design and then he's also got the little Swedish kronas on there. Oh as well. yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, that's, that's Swedish right. for crown, Steve. Yes, I just went national on you. Um, <laughs> now, are are we going to refuse these because it doesn't say particularly on them that he's Asian? Oh, hey, that's I, a good point. I, don't know, I think we're gonna have to get past that for this. We we, we may have to. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's the Asian best pin card. Anyways, right. right. Uh, and then Micro Rob is coming out with the, the Micro Collection pin. We talked about that last time. Yeah, these are great. Yeah, I mean, those look really slick. Those look kind of like the the, uh, the Kivecast pins, um, which, uh, boy, maybe we should have done those again. You know, I think I may still have a few, and I'll bring them. If I can find them, I had, like, just a handful left yeah, over. We should probably make no. those, like, you know, um, prizes. You know, oh, good call. Like All the, right. uh, you know, pin the, pin the shield on the headman. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, see what's next, Joe. So up next, wait, I called you uh, Joe because I was reading the next thing. We got uh, Joe O's tri logo, um, which I love these because it's got the whole KB theme to it, which is like back in my my heyday. That's two right. for a dollar. Trilogo.info. It's uh, it's great. It's funny. I actually was driving on a street, uh, Riverside Drive, and I saw an old KB toys sign that had just been like 
only partially covered with like a super Halloween store, but I knew it was a KB Toys because <laughs> I could see the K and the S on oh, each end. Awesome. I'm like, oh man, I, it made me sad, but happy at the same time. It was very Why sweet. didn't you get down and grab it? <laughs> well, it, it was like, uh, I don't know, I guess I probably should have, and I may have gotten a ticket, but oh well, that's worth it. You may want to go back, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> I still regret not picking up that giant shadow display at the Kenner Morgue. Oh, yeah. It still may be there for that matter. <laughs> hey, you never know. Yeah, and uh, we're not done with pins, Steve. I think we have no, about we got a, a lot good more. 10 more. Um, <laughs> so the the Plastic Galaxy, hopefully maybe we can get another interview with him at some point during yeah, Salvation 6. Definitely. Um, the Power Mickey pin is what they call it because it's like a, <laughs> it's like a power droid. Yep. Um, actually, that works out perfectly because we'll be uh, – no. Yeah, because Power Droid is September. Um, it's like – I, I thought it looked like the big sucker thing from Yellow Submarine. You ever see that, Steve? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I can see that. Yeah, it's like a mixture between that, a camera, Mickey Mouse, and Power Droid. Yeah, that's uh, a great pin. And then Brad came up with the Chewy one. Yeah, he's got. I think he's got a couple. Yeah. Um, with the, the vintage Chewy, one with the uh, original, or the Power of the Force 2 Chewy. Yeah. And I think he, you asked him if there was going to be a Chase Snuva, which was pretty <laughs> – I hadn't heard that word in a long time. Oh, yeah. That's uh, – I mean, t- to tell you the truth, Steve, that was – I was just hoping that, like, if I said that, that would make him might, do – You might make one. Yeah. And then he'd have to give one to me because I came up with the idea, and then I'd have a Snuva <laughs> pin. But uh, sometime whenever we talk about modern collecting, I'll have to talk about my history with Snuva. Oh. Uh, that sounds like a... Th- That was the first figure I ever bought on eBay. Because back Whoa. in the day, all I bought – I bought every Chewbacca thing I could find. You know, I'd buy the whole micro collection and then I'd throw away the rest of them and just keep the little tiny Chewy. And I could <laughs> never find the Snuva and I thought I would uh-huh. never find it. This is back in the day when nothing was on demand, right? True, true. And then eBay came about and I was like – I mean it's right there. There's thousands of these. That's, so yeah. That's pretty monumental, Snuva and eBay. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That was a long time ago. But yeah, it's, it's great. Um, I'm really happy there's going to be – Something chewy specific. Um, yeah. <laughs> I want to talk about it too, you know, Steve, because this is the first celebration I've been to where I didn't make a shirt. Yeah, I think you've got a little bit too much on your plate. I had to too much on my plate. Shirt. I wanted to talk yeah. about it a little bit because when I first, you know, did it, uh, it was Celebration 3, and I made the, well, Bart, Lobart came up with the shirt and came up with all the ideas, and I just basically got all the credit. Um, <laughs> you'll hear that several times. Yeah, so he came up with that shirt, and it was this awesome, cool thing, and the whole idea all the time was I wanted to give something back to the hobby, you know? Yeah. And I thought the best yeah. way to do that was just to give something cool to the people who helped me get to where I was. Yeah. And honestly, with this podcast, I feel like I've, I'm doing that every month. So, um, yeah, I, even though I really so. wanted to make another t-shirt, I think I may make one for C7 just because okay. it's, it's weird not giving them away. Yeah, But it's like, yeah. truth, people are giving out shirts now and pins. It seems like – like when I was giving stuff out at C3, there was a couple giveaways, but it wasn't mm-hmm. like a lot. But now it just seems like everyone's giving stuff away, which is yeah, great yeah. because it's way no, it's, better than buying stuff. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Yeah, let's see. So we got a few more. We got Mike's R2 pins. Mike Ritter, the R2 collector, he made a nice – Classic looking, using the the vintage style R two dome. Yep, yeah, it's, uh, very, it's very very cool. classy. Yep, and uh, Don's got a, a pinup stormtrooper button. I don't right. Uh, only Don could have come up with that. That's all I, I can say. And I he think had so. It in the best way. Yeah, and he's got four of them. I think one for each day. So that'll be that'll be good. Yeah, that'll be cool. Um, Again, you know, a little cast, you know, on the side. 
<laughs> this this may this next one may be one of my favorites. Yeah, <laughs> Fruitface has a posse. It's this awesome sticker that uh, that John Peck made, and uh, I John um, Peck who is busily designing. The, oh yeah, the ticket for yep. uh, for that for the, the, the archive yeah. party. Yeah, so. this this is just uh, it's perfect. I'm gonna I almost want to just stick that on my car right now. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. It's funny because it's Celebration Three. I believe it was the guy Suckadelic, you know, the, the weird oh, mashup right. guy. He had a right. General Grievous as a posse sticker. Oh, really? Like, that's funny, but... Th- this is really just nice. way better. Yeah, this is way better. <laughs> oh. uh, and then Amy Botkins, uh, of course, Chris Botkins, uh, the main designer of, uh, of the card backs uh, yep. for the Celebration parties, coming up with cool buttons. There's going to be a whole yeah. bunch of different kinds of them, right? Yeah, she's got uh, Akbar, Salacious Crumb, Boba Fett, Jawa, R2, Yoda, and I think there may even be more than that. But uh, you can you can see all of those on the blog that that Chris and Sean Kemple set up. It's a Celebration Six blog. That's like the unofficial one, but it actually looks a lot nicer than the Celebration Six page. Yeah. <laughs> so kudos to you guys for that. This is actually it's going to be really cool. And so so what's the address of that, Steve? Uh, the address for that is uh, swspaceclub.com. Uh, dash celebration. You mean uh, backslash celebration? Oh, I'm sorry, backslash celebration. Right. Yeah. That that should get you there. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's. it's I I, I got to complain about one thing, Steve. Okay. The celebration <laughs> six logo is totally whack. <laughs> Am I wrong about this? No, no. I think you're you're right. It's it's a lightsaber as the number. It's like ugh. It, it's nothing to to be too. Super excited I mean, do they, about Do that. they have designers? I mean, we have like four designers who are working I, for the party. I think our, our guys design. could have done something way cooler, right? Ugh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Sean, that's the same Sean, right? Sean yep, Temple's same, the, the same Power Sean, of the Toys yeah. button. Yep, that's his website. Um, and then, uh, let's see, lastly, we got uh, you know Joe Y. He's coming up with a great shirt that just <laughs> says, George, don't like it. It's, <laughs> it's the, the Outer Realm t-shirt for that new section on uh, on tig um and then oh we got another one that's right brock recently submitted this one (laughs) the uh it's got the goonie bird from kenner and it's uh celebration six it's fun and that's just an awesome pin yeah it's great it's nice and simple for those of you who don't know the the goonie bird was the corporate sort of mascot of kenner for a long time yeah steve that was a lot Right yeah, <laughs> that was a lot of stuff. So uh, I think definitely when you go to the archive party, I think everyone said they're bringing them to the archive party as well as to the social. So I think there will okay. be lots of places Great. to get these. Yeah. And Good. I think that's it for celebration news. I will say, Steve, I did something very fanboyish. I I, I, I know. You know what, though? I, I don't really blame you for this one. So, you know, I'm not that into autographs. I, I usually get autographs for my kids because it's kind of cheap and they like it. Yeah. But Ian McDiarmid is coming to Celebration Six, and that's that's pretty cool. And it's 125 bucks. I was like, damn, that's a lot of money. Oh. But like, the thing is with the autographs, it's like either they do it, and then that means they do it forever. You know, yeah. like Mark Hamill and and right. Carrie Fisher always come. They're all, yeah, they always there. And yeah. the first time they're there, you're like, oh my god, this could be this could be it. But right. I get the sense from Ian McDermott, this is going to be a one-time thing. So yeah, yeah, because he's he's never been to one of these before, right? He's never been know. to one of these before, and I don't I, remember. He's just, he's just so classy. So yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's my my one thing. So I don't know. Hopefully, I'll get a line buddy for that because 
It's hard to get people to wait in line for autographs. I, I need you to to record your sophisticated conversation with Ian when you when you yeah. get up to the table. <laughs> Please bring a pocket recorder because I think that needs to be on. You know, oh, it'd, right it'd probably be like airways. just like I really like your acting. <laughs> in, in episode three and and six, I thought were just excellent, <laughs> and also they were good. And also one more thing, I like them. And also, how do you pronounce your name? Because is it Mind? Mid? Okay, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, that's well, gonna um, be good. So I think that wraps up for the Celebration Six news. Again, in in the August uh, in August episode, we'll have a lot more. Yeah. Um, Steve, you know, uh, we had a long news segment, and uh, we're sitting here, and I just we're about to call Joe. We're about to throw another brick through his window. And let's break up the news a little bit, just because, I don't know. You always need a break. <laughs> always need a break. So it's really cool. Two months in a row, we're going to get to throw a brick through Joe's window, and we're going to talk to him. And uh, so let's give him a call. All right, let's do it. Everyone pick up a brick and throw it through Joe's window. It's bootleg time on the Kivecast. Hey, Joe, how's it going? Hey, how's it going, Sky and Steve? Wampa Wampa. Wampa Wampa. wampa. Oh, man. It's <laughs> all been, three of us. <laughs> yeah, all three of us. It's, it's been a, a good day. You know, uh, you got those, those awesome shirts. We just talked about them in the news. George don't <laughs> like it, right? Well, that, that's taken from the back of a Danzig shirt from the first Danzig tour. Um, okay. As a, anyone that knows me knows I'm a big Misfits, Samhain, Danzig fan. Right. Um, but, yeah, the back of the um, Danzig tour from the first... Uh, Danzig shirt from the first tour. Um, on the back it said, God don't like it, in oh, that awesome. same spot. Okay. And uh, we decided to... <laughs> That's, that, that is excellent. It's perfect. I'm, play around with that. <laughs> I'm actually in my Along basement, the, uh, Joe, and I have, a, I have a Misfits poster in my basement, so that, that, that'll work quite well. Excellent. So. <laughs> and, of course, the front bling, the uh, Blue Harvest uh, parody. Right. Yeah, that's... I'm sorry. Very much like that when he when I talked to me, he was uh, very excited about getting a shirt. So, yeah, Good. they're they're excellent. It's a great shirt for uh, Tig. The Tig community is growing uh, every day. There's you know a lot more new users. I think in the last month has been another hundred new users. Great. I'd love to see it hit a thousand by uh, celebration. All right. So that that that's the job, uh, Space Freaks. If you have not signed up on the Pre-Oil Gunnery, uh, go do it. Because uh, there's lots of good stuff happening over there. The 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 least of which, uh, wait, no, not the least of which. <laughs> sorry, Joe. Uh, not the least of which is is Joe's awesome bootleg section. So uh, the outer realm. Go there and sign up. How, how much does it cost to sign up, Joe? A thousand dollars, two thousand dollars? <laughs> nope, not one red cent. There you go. So it 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 doesn't hurt. It's free. And, it's fun, and it's not a dictatorship. Awesome, <laughs> and uh, and Joe, I was I was curious, what was it like uh, filming your role in the new Batman movie? Uh, <laughs> I could not get you out of my mind when I saw that movie, Joe. I know that's weird, but like you know, because he's got the mask, and, and like he's got this kind of physicality that kind of reminded me a little bit of you a little bit too. Have you seen it yet, Joe? Too funny. I, I saw I saw an opening night. I, I just uh, I, the first the theater my house today. All three Batman, they did the whole trilogy uh, back to back to back. And I I endured all three Batman movies in one setting. 
Oh yeah. Wow. That's that, that, <laughs> you probably felt pretty depressed by then. But yeah, I just uh, I, I has have people been telling you that uh, since it came out? Not really? at all. Just me. <laughs> you're the only person that's mentioned it. Wow. I mean, <laughs> I would take it as a compliment if I was you, because if you're going to be a bald dude, you know, that's the bald dude you want to be. You know. But uh, <laughs> anyways, have you you haven't seen it, Steve? No, I'm gonna see it this week. Good. Well, just just imagine it's Joe in a weird face mask, and it makes the movie. <laughs> it makes a, a particularly dark movie kind of funny. <laughs> oh, right on. Yeah. Yeah. Let's uh, let's get let's get to the bootlegs. That's why we're here. Oh, um, we've got lots of those. Yeah, we got yeah. lots of those. So we're we're gonna make up for all the Canteen aliens. So Joe, what's the the first Canteen alien you want to tell us about? Well, the first uh, there's only really two. Uh, Cantina aliens represented here. We have uh, a few Snaggletooth bootlegs and a bunch of different Greedo bootlegs. Okay, well, let's start with the Snaggletooth. Okay, well, the first photo uh, we have are two different color model trams. Oh, beautiful. Oh, nice. Right, so they're, both... uh, they're just the, the, for those of you who don't like the enhanced feature, we'll get into that later, uh, you got a couple short red snaggle teeth. Um, and they simplified the logo to just be an M. And then what's the other? Do you have any more uh, snaggle teeth, or is that was that? Um, it? Yes, in the uh, next picture over, there is a Mexican blue snaggle tooth bootleg. Wow. Huh. Huh, what's the What's the origin of that? What's the thought on there? Um, I got it at a convention in Mexico in 2004. Um, it matches um, the Gritos that are actually next to it. There are three uh, bootleg Gritos that matches them as far as most of the material and the way it's constructed. Okay. Huh. And there's, you know, a couple of figures in that same line that are very similar, so. And so well. this was the, but that's not the SA line, right? That's the. Nope, that's a different Mexican line. Okay. Okay. All right. So I think you talked about this a couple months ago. So this is the articulated Mexican line that maybe came from any idea of years? Um, these are earlier. These are definitely much earlier than the Mex SA stuff and the semi-articulated line. It's, uh. I would guesstimate seventy nine eighty. Oh wow! Okay. I, I had no idea that there were you know North American bootlegs that old. Wow, oh, that's cool. really cool. So so why don't we use that to segue into to the Greedos next to him? So the, those are, there are three different variations. Once again, fully articulated Greedos. Um, one of them even has his gun. Ooh, nice. <sighs> he has like. Uh, so one's completely yellow with a blue head. That's pretty nice. <laughs> uh, the other one, yeah, at some point, at one point in time, had silver uh, hands. Oh and, yeah, uh, you can see that. Boots. Oh right, right. That one with the guns got awesome pants. <laughs> they're like they've got the line down the front. I mean, was that it looks almost hand painted, huh? Yeah, I'm not sure if it came like that or if someone uh, did that later on down the line. But right. it actually looks it looks very smooth. It doesn't look hand. It doesn't look. If it's hand applied, it's not sloppily hand applied. So. Okay. okay. All right, and then what? What else is in this sort of as, uh, assemblage of? I mean, Greedo's a really ugly character, man. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> now, now you'll kind of close up. Then we have these little uh, early uh, pencil topper pieces with the little claw <laughs> hands on them. Those were just gumball machine pieces, uh, and they came in a few different colors, as you can see. Right. They're not too rare at all. In fact, I uh, very often throw sets of those in. As freebies when I uh, sell stuff, I have I bought like a thousand of the entire line. There's you know there's a few different characters in that line. I bought like a thousand of them in bulk at one point in time for next to nothing, and I just 
give them his uh, give away his freebie sometimes. Awesome. Right. Oh, that's cool. So there you go. Always buy from Joe. <laughs> uh, and then uh, underneath that are more those artic- are, articulated Guidos again, huh? Um, those are semi-articulated. Those okay. are the legs on those are the legs and heads on those are not movable. Okay. That whole bottom row is all uh, semi-articulated, and uh, there are actually a few variations I don't have, but those are the ones I do. There's uh, one that's painted close to the counter figure, and of course the third one in that had at one point in time also in silver paint on has googly eyes. And <laughs> then oh, the did... second to the last uh, has uh, buck teeth. Oh, he's. I great. love that one. Yeah. yeah. See, I'm I'm already looking forward to the enhanced version of this. I'm just getting to focus way up on those on those matter of fact i'm just going to talk more now so i don't have to switch the picture from the buck tooth grito um, which by the way would be a good name of a punk band i mean i know you already have a name joe but buck tooth grito that's that's, uh... that's, that's pretty good for a side project or something yeah you know or maybe steve and i could start a band we could open up for you at some point hey, we're buck tooth grito we don't have any songs goodbye <laughs> all right i think i've talked right. about buck tooth grito that's okay. Bucktooth Greedo looks like he's you yeah. know, a little inbred or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. His eyes are going in the wrong direction, too. Cross-eyed Bucktooth Greedo. Greedo's <laughs> inbred cousin. Yeah. So, um, the, next, the, next uh, the next photo is uh, a Greek UFO. Uh, Greedo kind of looks like Greedo on steroids. I guess he gets tired of getting kicked in the, uh, with uh, sand in the face at the beach right. and tries to take steroids. <laughs> Wow, so it, it says UFO, and it looks like it's a He-Man body, right? Uh, yes, the whole uh, the rest of the line is all He-Man bootlegs. I have the rest okay. of that line, so I had to buy the whole set in order to get the Greedo character. Okay. Uh. Wow, is there, is there a Stinkor bootleg? Uh, no, they're all okay. indistinguishable, uh, just He-Man, like generic He-Man-looking characters. There's no specific characters, unfortunately. Okay, so this was just, but, yeah, it's a weird knockoff. Ew. I don't even like looking at it. <laughs> See, this one I want to talk about quickly because I just want to get away from it. I feel bad about making oh, look on. at your it's phone great. right now. But it's I think it's the same, it's cool the same head as the Airgam figures, which we'll get to those in a few seconds. Okay, yeah, let's get on the Airgam figures. I don't like UFO. Yeah. <laughs> you don't like him? He what, what, you. What's an Airgam? <laughs> uh, Airgam is a line from uh, Europe, very commonly found in Spain and Greece. Um, it's very similar to uh, Playmobil or Fisher Price Adventure uh, people in as far as the design of the figures. And their space line, they had an alien that looks just like Greedo, as you can see by the boxed uh, figure <laughs> as well as the corner piece to the uh, multi-figure set. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. You see, that does, maybe it's just the yellow bugs me. I, I don't know, because that face <laughs> doesn't bug me as much as the, as the UFO one. <laughs> uh, wow, and it says Red Planet underneath them too, huh? Interesting. Yep. And so is Airgam still a company? They make a lot of stuff? or? Um, yep, Airgam made a bunch of different things and and still do as far as different characters. And they do the same thing as like, you know, once again, the same thing as Playmobil. They make space figures. They make um, firefighters. They make uh, soccer players. They right. a whole bunch of different stuff out there for uh, Airgam uh, and Pyroplast, which is, I guess, their sister company. Um, that they do. Okay. All right. And then I see you have a close-up of one of the air games, a uh, silver one. Yep, that's uh, the, that's uh, from a, the, that's from multi-pack that has uh, ones that look like Ultraman, and it's in the picture before it that uh, okay. has like a couple of different multi-packs in it. 
No. Yeah, you can really see the the Playmobil influence there. <laughs> yeah, with the, the the clicky hands. Yeah. Now, yep. Joe, if you wanted to go super obscure with a bootleg shirt, I think if you made your own space adventurer shirt, that that would be the most obscure bootleg shirt you could possibly <laughs> make. You could make the Greedo Air Gam shirt because that's a really <laughs> cool logo. It's a great logo, but I'd try to go with something that uh, people are going to recognize and uh, have fun with as opposed to being like, why is that? Why is that shirt that looks like, you know, a five-year-old kid beginning as an iron-on? Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. Then I'm going to start the outer, outer realm, and I'm going to make a shirt that says Space Adventure. On the back, it's going to say, Joe, don't like it. <laughs> you do that. <laughs> you do that, this guy. See how it is. The outer, outer realm has such a bad name. Uh, and then there's even another air game, huh? Yep, there's the uh, Super Diabolics, which is uh, their kind of superhero-esque bootleg line, where as you can see on the card, there's a Ghost Rider-looking character, and they have a very Spider-Man-looking uh, figure as well. Right. But they're, uh, gre- they're, this version of Greedo is green and uh, scaly and has a mean look on his face. Yeah, that's a great face he's got on him. Very creature from yep, the Black Lagoon. <laughs> Yep, that piece um, actually was a century three by uh, Josh Ackerman. Wow, oh. from Australia, Josh. Uh, right. From the, you know, Mount Florence, but yeah, he uh, knew I'd been looking for this piece for years, and I guess after a while, it just didn't fit where his question was going. And he, we were talking one night. He's like, you know what? What's your address, Joe? I'm going to send that to you. Oh, that's and awesome. And I was just floored. It was just amazing. I can't, I can't oh, thank him enough for that because this, this was on my hit list for quite a while. Then, then let's move on to the robot of the hour. Uh, R five D four. Now we'd maybe expect Indeed. there not to be much. Uh, what what would you want to start with? Well, I guess we'll start where uh, with the with the big one. We'll start with the Carter Uzes. Okay, Uzes plural, huh? Yep. Well, there um, the one in my collection is a printing error, and it, it, the type set is really offset and oh yeah, kinda you can weird, see that. kind of psychedelic looking. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's totally and uh, the carded one next to it is Trevor's, which he let me use a photo for the Uze article that is almost ready to go up on uh, TIG. Oh wow! Almost. I'm just, I'm just not. I'm too much of a perfectionist, and there's always this one little thing here or there that I'm not completely happy with. So right. it's taken me about two weeks longer than expected to finish it. But um, the second one that the type printing is correct on is uh, out of Trevor's collection. Okay. Who's rubber like on the forums if you're not familiar with him? Right. That's right. He's been very helpful with uh some photos of things that I didn't uh have as far as little variations and different weapons variations, et cetera. So Right. Yeah, now do do we know what it says there in, in Turkish underneath them? So, um actually I do, but it would take me a couple seconds to pull that. I up think I can figure only... out that click click means the head goes click click. But uh <laughs> it says Kafadan Ooh, I believe, I believe it says turn, turn, turn head for click, click sound. Okay. Ah, right on. Okay. <laughs> That's cool. I, I hadn't really looked at that one before. I never noticed there was actually text on there. Um, yep, there's a text on a few of the cards. Um, thanks to uh, Mi Akin, if I hope I'm pronouncing his name correct, correctly. Right. He's actually um, been co-authoring the text portion of the article with me. Okay. He's oh, cool. Turkish, and he's been very helpful with um, translations and first-hand accounts of finding Uze figures in stores. Just, you know, little little additions to the article that will really give it a lot of extra pop. Right. Now, what's the deal with his, 
the paint job. It seems a little weird, huh? The paint job on the figure itself? Yeah. All the stickers on, you know, the, both the Uze figures that have stickers, the R5 and the R2, are both uh, a little off-kilter from their licensed counterparts, of course. But mm -hmm. the eyes are off, right? Aren't they a little bit high? They're a little bit high, yeah, compared, huh. to, the, compared to the counter figure. Yeah, it's it's cool. That's a really nice figure. Is that one of the rare Uzes? I don't think I see those very often. Um, it's, it's middle middle of the road, but close to the rare side. Yeah. Okay. And, of course, uh, next to that is a picture of a loose one. Right. I, I never noticed that on, on there it says R5-D4, but then the number underneath is R2-D4. Yep. <laughs> things, the things that they did to avoid copyright. Uh, right. <laughs> They'll never know. You know, it's funny, Joe. When when we were making the the stuff for the the Save the Manatee card backs, I actually like. There's a couple times on the card backs where uh, Steve uses actual Star Wars names. I was like, right? Should we just leave one of the letters out, like Uze style? Just to, you know, should say like, <laughs> you know, uh, like Jab the Hut. <laughs> you know, as opposed to Jab the Hut, because everyone would know. Like, should we go Uze? I don't know. Um, Boy, should yeah. we, Steve? Yeah, we maybe, should. maybe. <laughs> never, never go full Uze. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, and uh, let's see. So then, you, do you have the molds as well? Yes, yes, I do. I have the molds for all the Uze figures. Uh, and next are the two different molds that comprise the uh, R5, and they use the same mold for R2 and R5. Right. As right. you can see, the legs are exactly the same on both, and. The head moldings have two different compartments, one for the R5 head and one for the R2 head. Oh, that's wow. cool. So it's on, in the same mold itself. Yep, and the body itself is the same, the same shape. Huh, cool. That, that's cool. Wow. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a really nice. I mean, molds are kind of hard to look at. I mean, I know they're really special, but I, I have a hard time like looking at them you know, and seeing, seeing how cool they are. Seeing the figure itself. Yeah, but this one's really neat, being able to see the R2 and the R5 in, in the same one. Utility. <laughs> yeah, yeah, utility. And is, is that it for R5, or is there even more, Joe? Oh, but wait, there's more. <laughs> Up next, we have actually some of the earliest uh, unlicensed things that were out there, uh, more gumball machine stuff. Oh, cool. um, we have some uh, little uh, ones with uh, rubber uh, little suction cups on the bottom of them, gumball machine toys in two different sizes. Cool. And they come from a line, there's... Uh, and the um, bottom row is from the same line as the uh, Greedos that we uh, discussed earlier. Okay, the little pencil topper kind of guys? Right. Yep, little pencil topper pieces, yep. And okay. it's cool because it has that little, like a, almost like a batarang sticking out of his head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or or an actual cool. bat, you know, flying over oh, his that's head. It might be his motivator popping through his head. Yeah, <laughs> it could be, or it could be the giant missile from the Power of the Force 2 figure. Uh, maybe it was a precursor to it so yeah maybe that's what gave him the idea yeah <laughs> one second guys I feel like we're done with this figure but just go with me here what if he had a giant missile <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then speaking oh, yeah. of Power of the Force 2 I couldn't help but notice you have a Power of the Force 2 bootleg R5 that is just a hit yeah, just to flush things out so there weren't that many R5s yeah. I figured I'd take a photo of a couple of different carded uh, Pop 2 R5s as well as two different variations of the same R5 loose. And, huh. and those are all Mexican pieces. They're generally found with the SA line, but they're, you know, obviously a bit later than most of those were made. So, Right. And uh, I see that that's actually on a Chewbacca card back, Joe. 
Well, yes, it is. <laughs> I, I purposely found one on a Chewy card. Like, I actually have another one on a 3PO card back my feed. Yeah, I'd be shooting this for you guys. I'd that's, give that's a little Chewy reference there. Well, if you ever have too many, Joe, let me know, because uh, uh, that would be an awesome piece to, to display the rest of my modern uh, bootlegs. What's, what's that? I'm pretty, <laughs> pretty confident I could find one of those for you. How are Sorry. you going to be representing yourself, Joe, at Celebration 6? Oh, well, I will be uh, doing a panel, which is actually titled The Outer Realm. It's a bootleg nice. panel. We're going to be going through a uh, worldwide phenomenon of Star Wars bootlegs, uh, from the earliest stuff to uh, the later end of the vintage era of bootlegs, and we're going through all different countries and all the fun things that were out there. That is a must. You must go to that. That's Anytime, that yeah. Panel is up, that panel is on Thursday. Okay. Okay. So make sure everybody gets there uh, for the first day and uh, are ready to go to the panels. Plus, there's a lot of cool uh, giveaways at the panel. The of course, but everyone will be talking figures. about that panel at the archive party. So you have to make sure you go to that one or else everyone's going to think that you're a loser. Uh, <laughs> unless you're in line with me waiting to get Ian McDermott's autograph like a fanboy. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, Joe. Well, uh, we will at least see you at Celebration 6 next month, if not... Uh, yeah, yeah most definitely. There. And once again, we want to encourage everybody to head on over to Imperial Gunnery and sign themselves up. Yep, and if, they go on, if they're bootleg fans or bootleg collectors, uh, they want to get one of uh, the shirts I'm doing, reply in the thread that I have on... Uh, take, uh, it's in the uh, main section, just about... Uh, about the shirt and put your size down and I will have the shirts with me at the archive party and maybe even before if you catch me before then you can uh, there's always a chance of getting them early awesome. but whoever I haven't seen by then I'll definitely have them with me at the archive party I love it All right. see, see you next month have a great night Wampa 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 so let's get back to the rest of the news Steve for me right. there's unquestionably the coolest thing I, I mean, I honestly can't. I can't think of anything in the last couple of years that's made me this excited, Steve. It's it's with good reason too. I mean, it's right up your alley. Yeah. So there's, uh, you know, um, Josefina and Luis Galvez, who are the sort of experts on, well, on Lily Lady and on uh, Peruvian collectibles. Right. Uh, they somehow, you know, they they've always uh, been the people who discovered the, or at least most people who found all of the Peruvian Chewbacca 12-inch toys and kind of got them onto the market. That's where right. I got mine. And if you go to choosem.com, you know, you can – I wrote up a little thing about these two things from Peru. Okay. Um, but they found the box. Oh, man. This thing is just amazing. So it's cool because it prompted this whole discussion about why is Bassa so rare and what is out there. And I – I think it's pretty safe to say that this will probably be discussed at Celebration 6. Yeah, I so, imagine so. The International Collector Panel, uh, I would say that is the one you have to go to every year. Yeah. Uh, the Bootleg Panel is one you should go to every year, but definitely see it at least once. Um, but yeah, I, I can't wait. And hopefully we'll, we'll be able to talk to them. So I, I don't want to go too much into okay. the boss of sure. thing. Um, yeah, yeah. Just, this box is amazing. I don't yeah. know what is wrong with those folks that they cannot get a drawing of Chewbacca to look reasonable. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, uh... But he's got this like total fluff ball look. Like, yeah, he looks yeah. Like, ah, it's great. It's, uh, and this is the artwork from the, uh, the vinyl cases that they kind of repurposed. Right, um, yeah. Yeah, it's and, really cool. And it's generic. And it was funny. When I saw the box, I was like, oh, good. It's generic. It doesn't say Chewbacca anywhere. That means I don't have to find one. <laughs> but there's but, a nameplate. Uh, there's a nameplate. 
and it's the orange nameplate, Steve. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm obsessed with Chewbacca and the orange. So everyone has the same nameplate, all three movies, always, except for Chewbacca. Chewbacca changed to an orange nameplate in the Revenge Proof, and then went back to the yellow nameplate right. in Return of the Jedi, and then Power of the Force went to orange. Mm-hmm. So is there... <laughs> what, what did, did the Peruvians design the the revenge proofs? Man, I mean, they they at least uh, seem to pick that color scheme. So, <laughs> is that what they saw as reference? Do you think? Do you think they would give him? I mean, I don't know. It's a good question. I mean, why did they? Go this on? is a really well done package. I mean, it's just it's just funny to me. I, I, you never know. You never know. So I I just I love it. It's it's amazing when you wake up one day. You click on a on a link, and then it's like, okay, there's a new Grail, great. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> that's awesome. Then something else just recently came out from our benevolent uh, Imperial dignitary, Steve. What's that's that? That's right. They've got a, a new book coming out, Gus and Duncan's Guide to Star Wars Cast and Crew Items, which uh, I'm sure a ton of people are going to be excited about. And um, let's see, is that coming out by? Celebration? Yeah, yeah it'll yeah, be. That's right. It'll be at six. Celebration Six. That's great. And I didn't know anything about this except every once in a while, Matthias would sort of grumble, saying he was working on the new book. And I yeah. guess he assumed that I knew what that meant. And <laughs> I tried to play it cool, as I uh, always fail, but try to do. And so I'd be like, "Oh, cool, yeah." Uh, but I had no idea what he was talking about. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah, so it's cool. So all like you know the the patches and the. Weird stickers and T-shirts, clothing, and, and yeah, all the all the stuff that crew members would get while working on on the movies. Um, that's man, it's one area of collecting that I I don't think I could ever brave to get into just because it's it's pretty expansive in its own right. But I know a lot of people are, are really into this, and I'm sure they're going to be really stoked to get this book. Yeah, it's funny because it's the one thing. It's like I don't care about it at all, right? <laughs> but I cannot wait for this book. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's yeah, like, yeah, no, I, I totally get you. I mean, yeah, okay, like a, you know, an Empire Strikes Back with the flaming Vader head patch. You know, I, I see that. That's cool. If I saw one and it was, you know, 10 bucks, I'd buy it or whatever, you know. Right, right. Um, <clears throat> but it's not something that really attracts me. But then I yeah. see that. Um, but, yeah. Although, of course, I, I do have the, uh, I don't know if it counts, the sweatshirt that was given to the drummer for the Grateful Dead when they recorded Skywalker Sound. Oh, that's hey, that's I, like a that's an interesting twist on the whole concept. That's one of the weirdest collectibles I have. I don't know what yeah. it falls under. Um, yeah, yeah. Besides just like, you know, Marin County memorabilia. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I got that from like Bill Kreutzmann's agent or something. Or other. I, don't, I don't know. It's a weird thing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, but yeah, and so Matthias is going to be doing the design, so that's awesome because I, I love his design on the. On oh the yeah, the last book, the prototype book was was amazing. I'm sure this is going to be just as good. Yeah, um, and uh, also in the news, Steve, I, have you been to the movies at all? No, I've been meaning to see Ted, but I haven't seen it yet. And this this little bit that you've sent me makes me want to see it even more. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's all right. Uh, okay. If if you really like uh, the Ferrelli brothers and you wish that they made a movie mm-hmm. again, um, that's pretty much what it was. All right. So all right. Uh, I didn't love it, but 
it uh, also it's just, it's like super Bostony, and I'm coming from Boston. Like it's uh, weird. Yeah. Like fills you with feelings of like missing it, and also being oh, like, hey, why does the accent go on and off? And you couldn't live yeah. there on that, but you know right. that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but in it, uh, you know, obviously uh, Seth MacFarlane's a big Star Wars guy. So right. the same Christmas that this kid gets this magic teddy bear, he gets a uh, Darth Vader uh, case filled yeah. with Star Wars toys. Nice. So it's 1985, so I don't know. Interesting timing. Interesting yeah. timing. I mean, yeah, it makes sense you'd get Star Wars stuff, but to get them out of the box, did they do that just so they have something Star Wars or... Interesting. Yeah, I, they actually just made me think. I wonder if anyone out there had parents that actually opened their toys before like, and like set up something like that. I don't know. Be... Or, or, I mean, it's a couple of years after, you know, it's popularity has been waning. So maybe right. it would be possible. I don't know. It, it didn't strike me as being, you know, it wasn't like, you know, he gave him a, you know, Power of the Force 2 Grand Moff Tarkin or anything. But uh, <laughs> I couldn't quite figure it out. And then that made, that got me thinking, you know, the movie's all about this teddy bear that he wishes alive. And then it, you know, starts a really pot heavy episode. You know, starts smoking a lot of weed and, you know, drinking and being a rude, <laughs> weird pervert. Um, okay. <laughs> But then I Wait, just the... <laughs> that just got me thinking. What if instead he wished you know one of his Star Wars figures alive? Oh um, yeah, and that, that just I just thought that'd be really funny. Like if you had, <laughs> you know, if, like, if you like wished your Admiral Akbar to be alive. Oh and, man, and the whole movie. I think if, of, of any figure, you might have to have that one just for the voice alone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, so <laughs> so be, you know, let's go out and get some more beers. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Right. Oh man. Just, just, just. So when you watch the movie, watch it again, and just imagine instead of the the CGI teddy bear, if it was just a three and three quarter inch actor <laughs> drinking oh, little tiny man. mini beers and like you know, I don't know, uh, doing all those kinds of things. Oh, oh man. Yeah, oh, that, that's good. that's my that's idea. Good. We should do that, Steve. We should make a movie. I, you know what? I'm down for that. <laughs> Um, now, Steve, you included some non-Star Wars news in our news. Yeah, yeah, I saw that there was a, a story that was getting a lot of a lot of attention. Um, it's a revival of the 1979 Kenner Alien line by Super Seven, and um, it's this whole thing about you know having an unproduced line with prototypes out there, and then how how does that change the not just the monetary value, but the I don't know what you want to call the the mystique of of prototypes that are now going to be produced and the thing is they weren't you know straight produced from those they were used as reference i know i think um it was a uh, tracy hamilton who had some of the prototypes and he was approached you know by super seven to see if they could use some of his stuff to make these uh revised or revived characters and he i don't think he was involved huh. but uh i think they basically just went for for reference photos and stuff to try and make them but uh yeah i mean wh where do you land on this if say if you had like an unproduced uh some kind of, you know, I don't know, maybe, maybe oh, chewy I, or something. But I think it, it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Why okay. not? I mean, yeah, it's great. I think it only raises the value because it makes it more interesting. It makes it more of a, you know, because it's not like it's it's still unproduced. They just made right. it later. Right. You know, it's still right. an unproduced vintage toy. Yeah. They make it now. Right. You know, it's yeah, not, I, it's I, not I, like when they made the rocket firing FET last year that that, made, that meant the other rocket firing FETs were now produced toys. So. Right. No, exactly. Yeah, it's, it was funny because you'd see definitely some heated, you know, arguments on both sides of the issue. That, yeah, uh, I think I'd probably I'd probably fall in line with the same because um, Tracy didn't seem he seemed pretty excited about it. So um, yeah, and also I mean, Alien is an awesome movie. So yeah, yeah, and there's I, only I think I, four I, or five figures. I want a Dallas toy, you know. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, 
was, uh, was that Tom Skerritt? I, I think that was Tom Skerritt. Well, when you see Ted, you'll be very excited because Tom Skerritt features prominently in that movie. Ooh, interesting. Um, as well as, uh, you remember the movie Poison Ivy? Yeah, it's probably a little bit. I, I have heard of it, and it, it, I, I didn't see it. It was when Tom, it was when Drew Barrymore was like, you know, yeah, at the when she was just the, one of the biggest sex symbols in Hollywood, and that right. movie was unrated. And it was the first unrated oh. movie I saw. Like, this is going to be so dirty. I can't wait. <laughs> and, the, oh, and it was rated NC-17, actually. That, that was okay. it. And do you All know right. why, Steve? Why is that? Because you see Tom Skerritt's butt. That was the reason? That was the reason. I, I was scary. A, a very yeah. disappointed 16-year-old uh, Sky Payne there. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So ever since then, I've, I've presented Tom Skerritt. Oh, man. Um, and, uh, oh yeah, Steve, there's a friend of the, of the Kive cast, Bruce White, mm-hmm. uh, yep. the, the velvet geek who is just appears to be going through the roof. I mean, uh, his, his popularity seems to be growing and, uh, he's got this awesome, uh, well, you tell us about it, Steve. Uh, all right. Well, uh, yeah, he's got a, a show coming up at a place called gallery 1988. It's uh, here in LA. It's a little gallery that I actually went and saw an Arrested Development show a couple weeks ago, which was really funny. Oh, cool. <laughs> You're going to have to look into that. I'll send you a link to it. They have like an online version of it. But uh, yeah, Bruce is going to have some of his pop culture uh, velvet paintings there. I don't think he said there were going to be any Star Wars stuff, but his work is, is amazing. And I, I've still yet to see one in person. So uh, I'm oh. really excited to go check that out. And actually, uh, I think we're going to try and get some of the Southern California collector guys together to go see it all together um, before yeah. it's gone. So yeah, no, you, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really stoked. You really should. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty amazing. And yeah, yeah, it's just it's just great to see his stuff. And like I tell, someone posted on that, you know, oh, I wish that I had enough money to buy one. Like, <clears throat> just don't buy a, a, just save your Star Wars money and buy one of those instead, because you, yeah, you, you won't regret it. And I, I don't think. I mean, really, he just appears to be, you know, I mean, there's a certain point where an artist loses money by selling stuff at a low price. And I, I don't right. think his prices are going to drop because his quality is that high. Yeah, no, so. it's, it's great. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. And Steve, you know what I have in my hands? What's that? I have an unloved item. Ooh. Yeah. You have an unloved item in hand. In hand. I forgot to tell you this uh, nice. last month, but a couple months ago, we talked about the Hungarian pocket calendars. Yeah. Well, I went on eBay and I bought every oh single God. Hungarian pocket calendar I could find. Oh my God, that's and, awesome! Yeah, and the, and the results are pretty interesting. <laughs> the first oh, one yeah? I got was a series, and they're not pocket calendars, Steve. Oh, they're playing cards. Oh, but I don't understand because on one side there are these squiggly lines, like uh-huh. you know they're supposed to be playing cards, and the other side right. there's no like you know Ace of Spades or anything. They're just pictures from Star Wars. Huh. Um, they're all from Return of the Jedi. Okay. Actually, that's not true. There's some from Return of the Jedi. There's some from uh, – there's like this cool one that seems to be like from a uh, – almost like a, a, a theater booklet, you know? Okay. Um, there's a Luke as his you know, Red 5. You have uh, an A-Wing, which is really cool. Hmm. I wish it was a B-Wing. Um, <laughs> but the really cool one is there's actually a Kenner one. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's it's got uh, an ATST. Um, it's it's one of the displays. It's almost like a Macano display. I don't know exactly which okay. one. Um, All right. But it's got the the, the flying uh, speeder bike and the A wing, and I'll I'll scan it and put it up. Cool. Um, yeah, I'd love to see it. But I got those, and then I actually did get the the pocket calendars as well. All right. <laughs> um, 
So but, they didn't set you back too too far, huh? They weren't they weren't too expensive. No, no, I don't. So I have a calendar. Amazingly enough, eighty three, eighty four, eighty five, and eighty six. Ooh. And uh, eighty three, it's beautiful because it's it's Luke on Dagobah. Oh, cool. Uh, you know, with the gun out, kind of looking weird, and it says Asikalik Kabruja, which means Star Wars. As a Bitterlam Visajavaj Simu Filmek Fuzzerchpoji, and it says Mark Hamill on it. Uh, 84's, you know, Leia in front of uh, Jabba. 85 right. is my favorite because it's it's Luke uh, on the on that weird bridge talking to yeah. Vader, looking right. at him like, I know you, there's still good in you. Um, <laughs> and then 86 is cool because it's just a whole bunch of characters from uh, from Return of the Jedi, including Chewie right right in the middle bottom. Nice. So yeah, Steve, it's it's pretty cool. I got those. I just forgot to talk about them. Oh, um, cool. So I now collect those. Uh, and the cool thing was, whoever sent me those sent me one from 2011 and one from 2012. And, oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, they're just, you know, I think one is for the post office and the other is for the National Lottery. All right. Um, but, you know, so they still have Hungarian calendars. So, you know, I look at um, Augustus, is how you say August. <laughs> um, you know, we're actually now recording in Julius. And, yeah, so... <laughs> Just wanted to, to a little bit of follow up on that. That sometimes when every episode I go, you know what, that's cool, and then I never do anything about it. Well, I actually did. So, good on you. Right. Uh, get, getting all Australian, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I think actually now would be a good time for us to do our, our new feature, Steve. Oh, all right. So as we discussed last month, everything on the internet does better in lists. True. Uh, I don't know what it is about lists, but people y- – you tell them there's going to be a list, and they go, uh, they, okay. They gravitate towards them. <laughs> they just gravitate, and they just wait. Um, yep. And uh, so I thought we'd start this. And okay. uh, actually, based on the, the Kurt O'Burns article in last month's Star Wars Insider, the task this month was for Sky and Steve to pick the top five vintage Star Wars figures. <laughs> so, Steve, uh, you want to go first? Yeah, I might as well, yeah. you know. But we'll see. There might be overlap. There might not be. We, these may, lists are, are surprised. So yeah. what's the fifth best Star Wars figure of all time, Steve? Uh, all right. So I'm going to go with Yoda. Um, okay. And uh, basically, it's the expression on his face that just... <laughs> it's true. I, I love that figure's like, little smile. It's just so yeah. classic. Because it, uh, it's, it's, it's the punk Yoda. It's not the... It's no, the, yeah, exactly. Mine, or I will help you not, Yoda. No. Not, not the one that says, you know, oh, danger, you should yeah. be. Oh, there's yeah. another Skywalker. All that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's the laughing Yoda. I that's like that great. Yoda. Well, that's, uh, uh, that's awesome, Steve. That, that's good. Right. Mine is also diminutive. Number five for me is the power droid. Nice. I just love the little click. Uh, I don't, yeah. it's kind of a dumb toy. You can't really play with it, it doesn't do anything in the movie. But <laughs> I, I hold that thing up and I hold it by its head and I just throw its legs back and forth and i love it it screams novelty to me i don't know why it just does yep so steve what's your uh what's your fourth best figure my number four would be the han solo hoth figure and uh i, I think my reasons for these probably wouldn't <laughs> translate for most people but okay. uh, the han hoth like helped me get over my fear of snow that, that's why he's my <laughs> my 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 number four <laughs> Dude, but, uh, you live in Santa Barbara. Why do you have to get over that fear? <laughs> I don't know. I had, I had a traumatizing experience when I was in the snow for the first time, and it was the Han Hoff figure that helped me get through it. No, <laughs> That's so sweet. So, so you just, like, hold on to the toy and pretend? Yeah, I had to pretend that, you know, like, all right, I've got Han Hoff. 
he was the only Han figure I had growing up, so that, that was one thing. But then, uh, yeah, like, then then it all kind of fell apart when I tried to freeze him myself, as, right. as you know, Han does get frozen and his head popped off. So that kind of broke the dream. <laughs> but uh, for a you while, it was perfect. The snow guy. I wondered, you know, because <laughs> I, I know you, you go, you know, you travel a lot, but you you never seem to come up and visit me, Steve. Now I see why. <laughs> um, well, for me, mine's a little bit of a vanilla answer. Um, All right. But sometimes what I like is when there's a vintage figure that's never been improved on. Okay. And I don't think they've ever made a better Darth Vader, Steve. Mm. Yeah, you he, know what? I think you're right. You can have the cloak. You can have the removable helmet, all that. But for just actual play value, you never lose the lightsaber because it's in his arm. It looks like him. It's got his face. To me, the vinyl cape actually feels more like the real thing, even if it doesn't have the second little skirt or kilt or whatever that is. You can add yeah. all these features, but when you actually want to play with a, with a Darth Vader figure, again, it's, it's the genius of vintage, and I think people lose this sometimes. It's, it had to be simple, so it had to be really good. Yeah, When, when no, things right. don't have to be simple, you can have it be complicated, but that, that doesn't make it good. No, no, not, not, not necessarily. Um, good so choice. What, well, th thank you very much. Uh, what's <laughs> what's your, your three? And then after the three, we'll, we'll have a, a, a commercial. Cause, all right. Because that's what they do on, on, on this movie Ooh, podcast right. I listen to. Okay. All right. So my number three, it, it's you know tied to yours a little bit. I, I went with the original Stormtrooper. Nice. Um, just because, uh, I mean, I remember I never had Stormtroopers growing up. I had the little plastic Disney ones that they sold at Disney World, which oh, don't, quite, oh, don't quite work. They are terrible. I think everybody the, has one of those, by the way. I have one of those. And All right, good. So I'm not, I'm not alone with that. But, uh, but you I mean, always want it to be a better toy, but it's oh, not. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I wanted a Stormtrooper that could move his arms. Yeah. But, uh, so when I finally got the original Stormtrooper and I, I first saw one, I was just so stoked. And uh, it's really, I mean... Despite the fact that he can't move his head, oh well, it's still a classic figure that, I mean, yep. you can see why so many people were, were Stormtrooper, you know, heavy as far as their focus collection goes. It's just, uh, it's just one that always stands out. Yeah, and as far as, like, individual figures, you know, I think I've talked about it before, the insanely loose-limbed Stormtrooper that we have. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you just hold him, again, by his torso, and you just spin his arms around as fast right. as you could. And I remember just laughing <laughs> for hours at that. <laughs> well, Steve, my number three is very similar. I'm going to go with the Biker Scout. Ooh, see, that was going to be my alternate number three. Good choice. Yeah, well, just to me, it's the coolest of the troopers because, uh, you know, I was born in 77, so 83 was the movie I really loved. Yeah. And uh, it was actually – I was going to talk about it in feedback, but I'll talk about it now. Uh, Derek, uh, DJ21. Mm -hmm. DJ121? Eh, well, DJ something or other with one and two in it. Um, Derek. Yeah. Derek. Not Gundy Derek is how no. I think of him. Okay. Uh, he actually emailed me saying, "What's the deal with you not liking the, the the speeder, the speeder bike? bike? Yeah, yeah, yeah." He, he kind of got <laughs> into it uh, with me a little bit, saying that he loved the show, but he was saying that actually it's a better figure than I, I give it credit for. And and you know what it is? It's that I loved the speeder bike chase so much. I loved yeah. the biker scouts so much that uh, when the fact that I couldn't play with that thing without it blowing up. And then I'm such a mess, I lose everything. So I have all these half a speeder bikes everywhere. Yeah. And I just, just wished it would stay together. <laughs> well, if it makes you feel any better, I started with half a speeder bike. <laughs> uh, exactly. That was like a, a gift to me from, from one of my older brother's friends. <laughs> it, it was missing the, like, the front gun, so I could have like the seat blow up, and I thought that was pretty cool. Oh, but, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just so that that's my anger. It's, yeah. that I, it's that I love the actual speeder bike so much that that yeah. actual thing. What's your number two right. figure of all time? 
All right, number two for me is, is a probably not a popular choice, bit of a dark horse, but I've always loved Riyiz. Um Oh my God, Steve. You know, I asked my entire family what their favorite, and that was my <laughs> wife's second favorite really? Star Wars figure. Oh, awesome. I All hate right. Riyiz. <laughs> I've always hated Riyiz. That was one of the rejects that I didn't like. I mean, next month I want us to do the five least favorite Star Wars figures. Oh, all right, And that's all right. definitely making the top five. <laughs> now, when my wife said that I wasn't a jerk, I just went, oh, yeah? But when you said, oh, you know, I can man. obviously be a jerk, what is it you like about Riyiz? It's, to me, like, the, the detail on the sculpt is just, it just, it seems so far and above what it should be for, for 1983. But uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I had a bunch of Jabba cronies, and so I'm always kind of inclined towards them. But he was always my favorite one just because he looks way different than, you know, the Klaatus and the Nictos and the, you know, all that. Wow. He just had a really unique look to him. But, unexpected, uh, no. Steve. I know. See, I had to, I had to throw a couple un, unexpected curveballs. So. Well, I think my number two is also unexpected, Steve. All right. My number two favorite Star Wars figure of all time is Chewbacca. Number two. Ooh. Number two. I'm, nice. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna let everyone who just fainted on the other side. <laughs> I'm gonna explain this, okay? Obviously, this is you know my favorite character and my favorite right. toy and all that. Yeah, but yeah. I, I'm thinking of it just in terms of like if I had to really say what are the best Star Wars toys, I couldn't put them higher than number two, just because my number one is so outstanding. Mm. But what makes Chewbacca so great? I mean, I could, I could literally talk literally for hours about what makes the sculpt I think so you could great. do your own audiobook on I this could subject. Do, exactly. <laughs> but really what the vintage people did that they've almost done right since is get the mixture of cute and scary, sweet mm. and angry. The vintage right. sculpt has that. And, yep. and that's what George Lucas wanted. And if it was too angry, he'd send it back. Mm -hmm. And then if it got too cute, it didn't look right. But nope. that expression on his face, is he smiling or is he growling? That, that is the question. It's like Mona Lisa, Steve. <laughs> yeah. You know, All right. It's this mysterious. <laughs> uh, as a matter of fact, that's, I was going to say that uh, Jared should do a Mona Lisa with Chewbacca. But, that's the first thing I thought of when you said that. <laughs> but I actually bought a, uh, a Randy Martinez, a Star Wars artist. He did a piece for Star Wars Insider, and I bought the original art of Chewbacca oh, wow. as the Mona Lisa. Oh, um, that's cool. So I, I'll scan that and put that in the, in the show Please notes. Please do. Please do. So that's, awesome. that's the one out of the 50 things I could say about why I love, love Chewbacca. <laughs> um, so that brings us to your number one, Steve. Yeah, see, you know, with this, I know everyone's expecting me to say B-Wing Pilot, and I think he doesn't really seem to fit any of these lists. He's, he's in his own <laughs> list. <laughs> I think it just may, you know create a, a crevice in the earth if I, if I actually claimed him the number one Star Wars toy of all time. <laughs> so I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to go with uh, the Luke Jedi figure. Um, oh, nice. Just because, uh, I mean, it's Luke when he's at his best, he's got cool accessories, he's got the, you know, the cloak, the lightsaber and the gun, which he never, I guess he does shoot it accidentally that one time, but uh, oh, yeah, and that's, that's the but, card uh, art too. So yeah, and that's the card art. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I think as far as, uh, as a kid that wanted a Luke Skywalker figure that had seen all the movies, that would be the one I would be after. So yeah, that's that. That's a good one too. I I actually almost I think I forgot about that when I was making my list. He he might have bumped <laughs> off uh, Darth Vader, but no, the number one for me, Steve, is Boba Fett. Ooh, yeah. I I I know he I know he's he's everybody's favorite. I, yep. I, I, I'm a contrarian, right? So I always have to be different and all that. And I wish I could have, you know, come up and said, you know, my number one favorite figure uh, of all time. Seriously, 
seriously? <laughs> Death Squad commander, you know, but I, I can't. Like, it's the, 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 the sculpt is amazing. You, you still pick it up. This is my, 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 my best litmus test. You pick up a Boba Fett figure, you're going pew, pew, within two seconds. That's true. And if That's you're not, true. it's because you're fighting it. it it's not because yeah. you don't want to. No, it's um, inherent in, in all uh, Star Wars fans. If, yeah. they, if they were going to pick up a vintage Boba Fett, that's just and, what you have to do. Absolutely. Out of all the toys, that's the one I played with as a kid ten times more than any other. Mostly yeah. because my mom threw away all the guns, and you could not take – You still – You cannot yeah. take that gun off the back of his hand. Nope. So that, that's why I ultimately voted for Boba Fett, um, which is well an, an expected answer from everyone but me. <laughs> um, so, which makes it unexpected. So we're good. We, we, you've still, you've still been, you, you fit the contrarian. Yeah, you see how I did that. that we need. Yeah, I you like see that. How I did yeah. that? I, I'm still, I'm still annoying. I, I still managed <laughs> to do it. Um, yeah, I, I think if I had to say favorite or best, that's how it gets a little bit mixed True. up. Because um, obviously Chewbacca is my favorite, but yeah, I would have yeah, to say no, that. Uh, Boba Fett's the best. So uh, I do really want a lot of feedback for this, Steve. First of all, I would like people to email us, kivecast at gmail.com. What are your five favorite Star Wars figures? You know, write, write a sentence or two explaining why. Uh, I'd be curious to know if, if our audience has kind of a consensus or, or what they think. Um, that's something that a lot of places do where they just try and get a lot of the websites get more feedback from fans as opposed to having to come up with certain things, you know, right. Just right. say, Hey, what are your five favorite figures? You know, why not? Right. Yeah. And like, also, yeah. do you think that the, the lists are stupid and you hate them? Uh, I'm guessing <laughs> that Chris Joglius doesn't like it. Uh, just because he seems to dislike it. I don't know. Half the new things he come up with, um, in a good way, you know, cause he's, uh, it's good to have a, a, a discerning ear. Um, but maybe he loves it. Hey, what do you yeah, think maybe. his favorite figure is? Mm, that's a good question. That's hard to get a read on that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, hopefully he will. Uh, he will send an email. Hopefully he will. <laughs> hopefully he will send an email and say he doesn't like it. That would be yes, perfect. That, that would be the the best of both worlds. So uh, if you guys seem to like it, then we'll uh, we'll we'll tell you you know yours, and then we'll give our five least favorite Star Wars figures, and uh, you can also include those in your emails if you want. All right. Sound good, Steve? Kivecast at gmail.com. C-H-I-V-E-C-A-S-T. Yeah. All sounds right. good. Cool. Uh, well, then I think that leads us. That was quite the news section, Steve. Yeah, it was heavy. Let's get into our uh, nugget from the archive. Tis a nugget from the archive. Tis a nugget. Oh, my God. They're from the archive. Oh my god, they're gorgeous. Yeah, right. in the break, I just asked Steve, is, is that too harsh on Chris? But uh, I, 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 I <laughs> guess the sensitive. Skin. He's got thick skin. So that, that, it was funny because the guy said, you know, why um, Derek, not Gundy Derek, asked, you know, what, why do you hate it so much? And part of the reason I try and have strong opinions is just because you know, it makes it more interesting to listen to. Um, but then it just seems like you're overly, overly opinionated. So, uh, Steve, you found a really cool nugget this month. Um, yeah, it's it's tough for R five D four. There isn't a whole lot of, um, you know, I was I I'm, I guess I'm inclined towards prototype stuff. But uh, with this, it's a silk screen for the sticker uh, design for the figure. And um, so I guess you know, in the '70s, Kenner was using silk screen to, to do all the uh, the printed stuff. And um, 
What's cool about this is that it, it's kind of like a rough sketch looking version of it. And it's basically the same, but it's got the red and black and gray passes that they do to get each color. And you can see whoever did it, they wrote it up in the, the top right corner. I guess doesn't, you don't see gray, but you see red, uh, red, blue, and black. Right. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Um, just design-wise, that's uh, kind of a unique type of item. I, I have one of these. It's for the, the TIE Fighter cockpit that I got at Celebration uh, 5. Really? Which is a really, yeah, it's really cool. Uh, Todd, Todd Chamberlain had a few of them. And um, it's just interesting to see. I, I wanted to have, it's just a unique prototype. I mean, you don't see too many. It really and, uh, is, huh? So, so yeah. how do you think they, they use these then? They would just... I guess this had like a peel-off, so it was a sticker on its own, I, I, from what I understand. Um, but then, then sort of copy that, and that would be the basis of all yeah. the stickers. Yeah, I, that's, that's what it looks like to me. I mean, it, it's cut just how the sticker would, would fit around the figure. Right. So, yeah, it's neat yeah. too because it's slightly curved at the bottom because you know, it has to be right, curved because right. it's going to exactly. be on a cylinder. And, mm. yeah, it's very abstract. Like if you looked at it, you wouldn't really know what it is. Yeah, yeah no, I, I could see this hanging like in a, in a modern art gallery. <laughs> you right, know? exactly, yeah. yeah. And it's also part of – I mean uh, you know, we talked about it a little bit with, with Alex, but I have such a soft spot for R5. And I've often thought about veering into the R5 yeah. collecting and – the col- it's just the colors. It's just great. Yeah. That red and that yeah. blue and that gray. Oh, and it's all right here in the sticker. Yeah, it's, um, it's funny. I, I, I had a different item in mind for this originally, and I, I meant to mention it earlier, but the <laughs> R5 also is featured on the original artwork for uh, A Power of the Force uh, body rig. Oh, yes. <laughs> so it gets snatched up by the Imperial gunner in the, uh, I guess it's the Imperial sniper vehicle. <laughs> oh, it's, <laughs> it's beautiful. It's not Endor, just, just like a... You know, it's like a poor little mouse getting picked up by an owl, and he just looks so helpless. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 an awesome piece of art, and that's actually uh, um, uh, Ron Salvatore has that. Yeah, right? it's Ron yeah. Salvatore. Yeah, because uh-huh. that's that's at his house, yeah. and it the thing is absolutely beautiful. I remember it was I think it was Celebration Five where he got it, and you know anyone could have bought it, but yeah. Uh, how how do you not own this thing? It's unbelievably beautiful, and it really—you're exactly right, Steve. It is an owl picking up a poor little mouse. It's going to go eat him. It's, a, it's the uh, uh, the Death Star gunner. He's got him in his cool little uh, Imperial sniper. It's great. Yeah, sub nugget. That's our sub nugget for. That's for our sub nugget. There you go. You <laughs> see, we do something nice for Tommy Garvey because he loves the word sub nugget. <laughs> Uh, I never actually noticed that in the in the art they're all they're all Ewo- they're all wickets. Yeah, yeah. If you look down, you see all the the Ewoks that are shooting up at at the. Uh, but they're all wicked. At, yeah, they're all wicked. Yeah. They also, it's oh man, another weird tangent. They, I used to collect the micro machines from the early '90s, and these look exactly like the little generic Ewoks that came with this playset for the bunker. That is really uh, bizarre. Yeah. yeah. Maybe they. Uh, they maybe they. Uh, yeah, it could be. You never know. But well, that yeah, that's I, the sub nugget is definitely worthy. Um, yeah, because how many other things is R five D four in? I mean, hardly anything. No, no. And, and it's it's one of my favorites. So, and plus, I mean, you think about R five D four's life, right? It's pretty miserable. You yeah, know, he's, he's caught by some Jawas. <laughs> he thinks he's going to be free. He's got a bad motivator. I mean, we don't oh, have man. bad motivators, Steve. That's true. And look where he is at this stage in his life. You think maybe he had picked himself up and he's yeah. doing all right. And maybe he, he decided to go live a, a simple life in he, the forest. He moved and... out of his parents' basement. He got his motivator fixed. 
you know. And and look what happens. He to got him. a part-time job at a logging factory, you know. And, Nothing uh, too much, you know. It started off just getting coffee for the boss, but you know, it kind of <laughs> evolved into a thing where he did a little bit of the payroll here and there, you know. He's good with numbers. And all of a sudden, <laughs> this guy comes out with, a, I mean, with an imperial sniper. I mean, <laughs> and he picks you up, and who knows what they're going to do to him now. And he's thinking, if only my, I hadn't fixed my motivator, Steve. If only, if only. <sighs> it's miserable. Poor fatality droid. He's just <laughs> destined for misery. I mean, you know, C-3PO says he's destined uh, just to suffer, but really, R5-D4, it's a terrible life form. <laughs> All right. Well, that's been enough musing on R5-D4 for the, right. uh, for the month. Uh, let's get to our uh, unloved item. All right. You don't hate... Uh, so, Steve, once again, you've picked a, a beautiful unloved item. Yeah, you know, this time I figured since it's uh, the archive party coming up, I wanted to find something that was party related. And, uh, of course, you know, what we have here is an R2-D2 greeting card. I was hoping I'd find an R5-D4 party yeah. greeting card, but I, I, you know, I, I'll, I figured this is good enough. Um, and uh, it's just a cool, funky-looking drawing of an R2-D2 with party, party, party like, yeah. coming out of his head. <laughs> and most of this is the only one that didn't say happy birthday, so I was really I mean, happy to find one that was just all about partying. And uh, right. what it reminded me of is uh, I used to have the toughest time to like trying to draw R2-D2 as a kid. And mine would always end up stumpy like this one. Like he's, <laughs> he's not quite right. I'm like, man, I, all right, so someone else had this problem trying to draw R2-D2. Right, someone who's paid to draw R2-D2. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. no, he, he is a little, little stubby. He definitely is more of a trash can than a – Yeah, a, he's uh, looking more like a trash man. can. But, uh, I mean, for eight cards for $1.50, that, that's not too bad. I, I think I'd be – I'd, I'd be willing to use these for party invites. So. Yeah, they're great. Plus, they say party, party, party. I mean, three times. Yeah, uh, yeah. three that, times. That that Rebecca Black song, right? Doesn't she say party, oh, party? Yeah, right? Probably, probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's cool, too, because the, the whole slogan, you know, uh, at Celebration 6 is join the party. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's like their corporate message, along okay. with lame logos, um, <laughs> is join the party. Right. Um, uh, or go to the archive party. Yeah, um, I like that. Yeah, yeah, no, that's so. great. I'd never seen these before, and uh, you know they're from 1977, so yep. you know, a really early, uh, early item. And I guess this company did a lot of uh, a lot of these kind of uh, uh, cards, and I haven't really seen right. many of them. Yeah, and unfortunately, some of the links on the archive are down right now, so we, we lucked out that this one was working. But uh, there's quite a few of them that I guess it's a drawing board is the the company right. that, that did these. Oh, boy, be, you know, I, I think the links work. They just have pictures of all of them. Yeah, oh yeah, that's what I mean. I, yeah, like it, some of the picture the picture uh, files. Seem I think like Duncan Jenkins has them all. Hopefully, they'll do a Gus and Duncan's guide to Star Wars party invitations. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's an insert. It's an insert. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'd love to see that. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, that's that's a that's a pretty nice item. Well, Steve, we were going to put this interview earlier in the show, um, but it just it fits better towards the end. Um, so we we just uh, uh, we just talked with Alex Bickmore, uh, but we're recording the intro now. 
because uh, <laughs> we're just this is what you're going to see when you when you see us at Celebration Six. You're going to see that uh, it, it's all a lie, folks. Um, but uh, yeah, he, he a jumbled us, mess, a jumbled <laughs> mess that I have to put together in post. Um, uh, yeah, Steve does most of the work beforehand. I do most of the work after. <laughs> That's pretty much how it works. Um, but yeah, so uh, we ha- we had a really good talk with him, and I think you guys are going to enjoy it. It's R five D four is getting tons of love uh this month and i think he's a really interesting character and alex asked us to call him there's other r5d4 collectors but he said hey could you call me when you do do him so uh, we like that if you want to represent a character no harm in asking so uh let's let's hear our interview with alex all right here we go Don't know that. Hey, Alex, how's it going? Doing quite well. Cool. I'm, I'm here with Steve. Hey, Alex. Hello, Steve. <laughs> so, so yeah, a couple months ago, you you asked me to contact you when we did R five D four, and uh, I, I like the initiative on that. So, uh, so, so is that your sort of main focus, or one of your foci, or, or what's your relationship with R five? Um. He's one of my, I mean, small focuses that I have. Okay. And everybody else has taken up all the major focuses already. Right. And I personally always did like him since I was younger because it's a unique-looking robot, how they designed it, similar to R2. And, you know, R2 and R5 still are robots. They're just unique to the Star Wars movies. I mean, no other robots really look like them. Right. But he gets not much love. I like the colors. The fact that he has three eyes, and there's <laughs> not much to collect out there, so it keeps the wallet happy. Right. And I can still pursue oddball things here and there, and the costs are good. Wait, wait those are eyes. <laughs> they were eyes. I never. That makes sense. That. Yeah, yeah. I just thought they were little... not. Okay, keep going. No, I thought they were little dots, but you're right; they are eyes. <laughs> Okay, but just like if they weren't eyes, what would you think them to be? <laughs> exactly, <laughs> uh, little little gun ports. I don't know. <laughs> like, are they three noses, three ears? Yeah, no, that that's true. I just I never really I never really thought of that. So so you say there isn't that much out there. Um, so what, what do you no, mean by not that? Really. Well, R five, like most of the uh, twenty one back characters, just don't get much love. So without much of a speaking role or anything else he never got much product release for the vintage line and even just continuing on there's just not much out there right so i do collect prototypes as well as knockoffs and production pieces so like even looking at prototypes he's just an r2d2 with a different head so there's not going to be you know sculpts and patterns that was already done for r2d2 Right. Like, I want to creep off into that section. So the only thing they're really going to be focused on is possibly a, a hard copy or a first shot head. Huh. And that would be it. I never thought of that. That's yeah, really that's, funny. That's a good point. Because you, cause you don't want to compete think... with those R2 guys. <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the only thing that's really like uh, fascinating other than you know the basics of like proof cards and mock-ups and stuff like that, would be the German uh, prototype that was shown in the German Kenner catalog with the R21 backs. Mm. And I don't think that's turned up yet. And it, it does look quite odd, I'll say that. 
like a bloated <laughs> head. Right. Yeah. No, I, I have the picture here. We'll put it up on our, uh, on our show notes. Um, but yeah, he's doesn't have that cool, weird, you know, uh, kind of straight line. I mean, it's, it's got, it seems to be the set, the right sticker, but the head does not appear to be the right shape. His head, his head actually looks like, uh, like, a, like a pillbox hat, like a, you know, uh, like a box for a hat, right? Yeah. Like Jackie Onassis goes into her, uh, closet and she pulls out this R5D4 head, opens it up and puts on a, a flower hat. Uh, <laughs> I, I can see where you're going with that. Yeah. Have, have I got too far? <laughs> no, you're not. Actually, based upon how, like, Star Wars is creeping into anything and everything in the world, right. since they've already done R2-D2 swimsuits, right. I can up for the R5-D4 hats coming in vogue now. <laughs> yes, I exactly. like it. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's, uh, that's a really sweet piece. Uh, and then uh, also you, you sent me an email a little bit just kind of uh, getting ready for the this interview, and you got a proof – at the Celebration 2 sales. So we, we love hearing stories. You know, we're getting psyched for Celebration 6. So so what was your history, uh, your story about being at the Celebration 2 proof sales? Um, I was with my brother, Mac, and I was still in college, and I really didn't know too many of the collectors at that point, but we're still, still like, following people around and seeing what was going on with the room activity. Uh-huh. So we had no idea that it was going on. We just walked down that hallway. <laughs> We see a velvet rope, and we're like, oh, we know something's going down there. <laughs> so we just get in line, and then you start asking, like, what's up? And we got, you know, people like, oh, I meant to tell you this. You know, and then the line gets bigger and bigger. So we get excited, and you can't, like, peek in the room. It's, it's at that curve angle. Okay. So we're not too sure what to expect, let alone how our finances will hold up. And everyone's there, so you know it's good. Right. Yeah. Um, pretty much at that point, we squeezed in to the right of the room. Was because uh, everyone kind of like did like this wave motion. You went to the right, and you kind of curved around. So to the first right was like all these Power of the Force two first shots and prototypes, which are really fairly priced. I remember like seeing a Gungan fight with the missile firing Gungan weapon in like pink for like fifty dollars. Then some like Power of the Force two loop. Uh, Jedi robes and pieces for like $10 for a bag. Wow. And then if you made your way to the, the wall, there was uh, box flats, which were like 20 to $30 each. And at that point, our interest finally started peaking, so we started just grabbing, you know, B-Wing, uh, Ewok, Battle Wagon. It's just, you just mindlessly start picking the stuff up because the price is <laughs> so amazing. Right. So when... The line kind of like stalled when it gets to where Steve's sitting, and Steve's sitting in front of, and again, this, is, this has been so long now, I can't remember what else was around him, but everyone was focused on the three comic book boxes for her account that had all the proof cards in them. Right. So we slowly got up there. I was watching what everybody else was buying, their debates, and of course, everybody was picking out all the key characters of Luke, Leia, Han. Right, and I was watching um, Steve, and it was—it hit me, and I was really appreciative of it, because instead of just putting everything he owned, which was multiples of the same characters, varieties of variety of card backs, and so forth, he only put like one Lucas in there, one Bespin Leia. So of course that next person, a line, go oh, 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 and grab those, and then purchase them with whatever else they wanted. 
And right. then after they moved on, he would put in another layer. So he made huh. it fair for everybody huh. to walk away with key characters. Right. Oh, that's cool. Wow. So. And so you were able to pick up uh, uh, R5D4 proof there? Oh, yeah. But that's when my brain finally kicked in. And I <laughs> sat down with my brother right in front of the boxes. We're like, okay, okay, okay. We have to get these characters. So, yeah, I grabbed a Jawa and an R5D4 as like the first ones I must have. Right, so I'm pretty pleased with that. Oh, that's a, what I love is that in general, you know, the the velvet rope is supposed to keep you out, but it it very clearly got you to go in, sort of. The, <laughs> oh yeah, there's, I mean, it's a hotel hallway, it's bland and it's boring, and then you're like, you see like fifty feet down the hall, like, wait, what is what is that? Right. <laughs> oh wow, that's awesome. Um. I love this this bit about the uh, the comic that gives R five D force backstory. <laughs> oh yeah, so, so we we don't talk that much about. I don't know. Uh, I don't know why, Steve, but we have given more love to R five D four than I think <laughs> any other character of the month. So you, you'll be yeah. happy about that, Alex. I mean, we are really. I mean, Obi Wan got a half of a sentence, but really, yeah. <laughs> so so apparently, Alex, you're telling me there's a comic book that explained the backstory behind who we call the Fatality Droid. So so tell us about about him. This is, I'm not um, a connoisseur of all the new comics and all the backstories, <clears throat> but I did pick up a nice uh, thick-bound comic at a, one of the recent Comic-Cons I went to, uh-huh. and it was just a whole bunch of variety of stories of characters, and I'm like, this will be a good read as I'm working this booth. So mm-hmm. about halfway through... I get to the story of R5-D4. Like, oh, <laughs> this is going to be really interesting. And I think it will teed off because they now have to make a backstory for every single character from the original movie. <laughs> of course. They, they really don't need them, but we have to have a selling point that will get the older-timer collectors involved. Right. <laughs> so I start reading it, and it pretty much starts off that – R5 worked in Jabba's palace, and he was a little clumsy and so forth, and he was doing his job. <laughs> and then one day, he, by actually knocked all the drinks off the table on top of his head, like you see R2-D2 with in the Jabba sail barge. Right. And before the drink falls to the ground, he stops it <laughs> using the force. <laughs> what? Yeah, this is where I was like, oh, crap. Wait, R5-D4 <laughs> has the force? <laughs> yeah, he's he's is, a chlorian bot. <laughs> this this opens completely new doors. Implies yeah. this pisses off a lot of people in general. How they just rapidly do this stuff. It gets worse. So don't worry. Okay, good. <laughs> so um, R five trains himself to use the force better, and finally pops <laughs> off his restraining bolt. He escapes oh, wow. in the Tatooine's desert, where he's then captured by the Jawas. And then that's where we meet up with Luke and R2 and C-3PO. And when he finally sees Luke, and I might get this wrong, so someone's going to probably write in and like yell at me for this. He <laughs> not, then not on sees this show. <laughs> like the future through the force of the involvement of the Jedi through this boy and what will happen, huh. Obi-Wan Kenobi, and you know all the possible things including R5 now picturing himself fighting side-by-side side with Ben Kenobi as a Jedi. <laughs> and I think there's, like, one picture panel of him, like, you know, the saber, I believe. 
And then he stops, like, you know, through this midway. And he's like, no, they picked R, you know, pick me instead of R2-D2. And that's where he consciously blows his motivator. So they choose R2 because he knew that sacrifice had to be made for what for the better good. Wow. So, Fatality. So it, it, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And but it's the, like, okay. That's I'm the opposite, fine Steve. With this, well, that's know? him choosing his like, own fate. Yeah. Right. <laughs> they got to wrap it up. So I'm like, okay, I thought they did. So the last page, roughly, is um, R5D4 dies in the Jawa Sandcrawler while those stormtroopers blast the hell out of it. <laughs> and in the top right of this one-page panel art piece is a glowing Spirit, Jedi spirit of R five D four, looking down upon the sand crawler. And I just took wow. the book, closed it, and just—I don't know where it is now. Just put it away. Wow. Well, I can tell you, I'm going to be looking. If any space freaks out there uh, have one of these and want to bring it to Celebration Six, I would love to see this. Because, uh, um, or did you just make that all up, Alex? It is possible. Okay. I confuse myself very often. Well, that, either uh, someone better make that comic and bring it and make sure you give Alex writing credit uh, or, or find that comic and send it to us because that's, uh, that, that's an amazing story either way. <laughs> oh, it's inter- what an amazing character, Steve. He really does yes. deserve more credit. Yeah, he does. Man. And the uh, last thing I do personally love, um, this might be being used a little bit of the punch of uh, Holy Grail, but the Uze line from Turkey love the fact his eyes are actually put to the, towards the top of his forehead. <laughs> so it looks really odd, like he's peeking over things. Oh, like I never paper. noticed oh, that. Oh, yeah. Cool. It makes it unique then to me versus just being a complete copy of the original tenor piece. Right, yeah. Yeah, a little bit of the, 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 the Turkish uh, the Turkish flair. And then being R5, but not R5, the C-3PO had two different package variations. Okay. So one is just a profile pic of C-3PO, but the other shows C-3PO walking in the desert towards, you know, the, to you the picture, but in the background is not R2-D2. Really? R5. Huh. I never so noticed like, that before. Who's they sat down and like, ah, let's just do R5-D4. <laughs> it's a what-if comic from Marvel. Right, Yeah. Oh, there he is getting his revenge. And that appears to be a Kenner Uze, too. Are his eyes way up high or no? Huh. I don't. And what does that say? <laughs> There's text on there, too. Collage, Ayakit, Scallopt, Taliskilibur. I wonder what that says. Oh, wow. Amazing. Yeah, that's yeah. another figure on a, on an Uze. Uh, yeah, that's that's cool. So what, what would have happened if... Uh, if he if he hadn't have used the force to get out of uh, out of his <laughs> obligation to follow Luke, <laughs> well, uh, are, are you ready for the uh, lightning round there, Alex? So be it. Alex, uh, if the house is burning down. What's what's your item you're taking with you? Like, I listen to the show. I uh-huh. like think about this. I'm like, oh yeah, I do this. <laughs> Not on the spotlight. I'm like, oh, God. It happens <laughs> to most people. Yeah, we had a discussion in my family. I'll get to the specific answer, but <laughs> my brother has a collection of every card, non-card figure from Kenner, and it's on the second floor of the house. And I always told them they're in comic book boxes. Like 
if there's a fire, I'm breaking the window, I'm tossing every box out of the house. Right. He's like, no, don't. Like, some will survive, some will not. It's, it's for the best. Right. No. <laughs> like, I'm trying to do you a favor. You throw my own stuff out, you know? Right. Um, I would say the number one thing would be Zephy. Zephy. Do you know what Zephy is? I, no. I don't think so. <laughs> so when Kenner was producing the plush Ewok line for Jedi, mm. the final unproduced Ewok was a character called Zephy that was like the mother of the Walkling. So huh. she was bigger than Nisa and Wicked, and she had a backpack that you could fit a Walkling into. Oh, mm. wow. And so far there's only two known. Oh wow! That's no, actually one of the, that's a really cute character too. Uh, I mean, not that you know, I'd be into that kind of thing, but that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that's a Pandora box right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then what's your what's your grail? It, it always keeps changing as I get older, but I would still say I would love to get a, one of the unproduced droids. Okay. Okay. And preferably one of the human ones from. Mungo Baobab or Jessica Mead. Mungo Baobab is probably the best name in all of uh, Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> that would be a good kid's name. It would be. Mungo. Mungo. And then the other one would be Baobab. Uh, you could just call him Bobby. Oh, yeah. Is that short for Robert? No, it's short for Baobab. <laughs> the awkward moment, like, you know, like when he's six. Like, why is my name Mungo Baobab? <laughs> Oh, I've been dreading this moment for years. <laughs> well, you see, there was this TV show. Well, it wasn't particularly good, but uh, and you can't really find it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Steve, uh, you want to ask the big existential question? All right. So, Alex, if you were a Star Wars collectible, what would you be? And for anyone listening, I when you get grilled upon this question, I'm hoping <laughs> to hear some more inventive answers than this usual <laughs> Kenner Star Wars. I want to hear things like, <laughs> I want to be the ceramic... T3PO tape dispenser, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. Well, see, it's not about what do you want to be. It's what do you think <laughs> well, I guess you what are. would you, what would would you be? Yeah. You see, that's I would why go it's with, um, The Y-Wing. Okay. Because I look odd and I make strange <laughs> whining sounds. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. <laughs> well, plus, you know, the Y-Wing's really cool. No, I, it is my favorite of all the ship design. Cool. Well, well, thank you very much. Thanks for chatting with us yeah. about the about the the R five, the, the surprisingly dynamic and interesting R five D four. Thank you very much, and guys, get some rest. All right. All right. Thanks, Sox. <laughs> all right, Steve. Well, let's get our uh, our our, mar- our markets watched. Yes. One dollar flicks. Market watch. Hi, this is Chris Georgulius. If you're like me, you think the market watch is too long. So feel free to fast forward to the end of the segment at 204.38. I'll see you there. Um, see, should, I might as well, we've talked so much about R5. Let, let's start with, uh, with Fat Boy Pete. All right, no problem. Uh, uh, because I, I've been talking to him about trying to get him a, a better nickname. Um, yeah. Because I don't like Frat Boy Pete. I was hoping that I could find out whatever his, if he was like Kappa Delta Epsilon or whatever it is. 
you know, we could like call him, you know, Kappa Pete or something like that or, <laughs> or whatever, Delta Foo. But uh, he hasn't responded yet. So we'll hopefully come up. For now, he'll still be, he'll still be Frat Boy Pete. All right. Um, so let, let's get to the frat party part, huh? All uh, right. Let's do it. How do we start? So he, he does the, the general market watch for us. Right. And this, uh, it's a pretty interesting, pretty interesting month. Uh, where yeah. does he start? So we start off with uh, a falcon uh, huh. from you know, a sealed one that was. Uh, so this one, it was it sold for two thousand seven hundred and fifty, and it's ungraded, gorgeous looking wow. uh, vehicle. And man, I mean, I uh, man, twenty seven fifty. That's that's a hefty, hefty price tag. But well, I guess uh, it's just. Because it's sealed and yeah, it's you know, sealed. It's fairly iconic. Fairly iconic. It's the Falcon. Yeah, it is. It is uh, the definition of iconic. I think. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, I know he mentions here that you know the X-wing and Tie fighters they can get into the eight hundred to a thousand dollar range. Um, it's not far off. This is you know close to three thousand. It's it's a pretty gorgeous item. Okay. Uh, and then it's kind of keeping in the over two thousand range. Uh, <laughs> He he mentions the uh, a New Hope. Well, he calls it a New Hope. I just got I call it Star Wars. I can't help right. it. Star Wars store display, AFA eighty five, and right. uh, it's the Toy Galaxy. Uh, yep, the logo of the Guitar Hero ripped off. If you remember, that. <laughs> yeah, that's and, the one. Like the tenth Kivecast a long yeah. time ago. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm surprised it went for two thousand two hundred and twenty nine dollars. Um, mm. I thought that you know the the display market was was in the tank, but uh, I guess not. No. It could just maybe that it's graded, or it could be that I guess you know the the earlier ones always seem to they always seem pretty healthy to me. Right. But, uh, yeah, it's it's a man. That's a big auction. Um, let's see. Up next, we had uh, an Empire Strikes Back nine pack catalog mailer, and that one uh, sold for nine hundred sixty one. But this is actually only a thousand dollars for a tie bomber. Yeah, we we talked about the tie bomber on an old episode. Yeah, that there's one of those like five hundred of them ever made. Right, right. And then you figure, um, you know, at least half of those were open and played with and lost. That's yeah, uh, that's a that's a pretty darn rare thing for a thousand bucks. Yeah, that's oh, and, uh, and it's sealed. Huh. Right. Yeah, that's uh, that's it's funny. I remember I, I forgot who we were talking to about the the tie bomber, but it was the whole idea of it was a hot collector thing for a while, and it kind of seemed to to fade away. Um, but yeah. I mean, here here we have one that was over a thousand. So right, but again, I think what we're learning here is that uh, the seal makes all the difference. True, true that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and then speaking of a seal, vinyl carrying case. Yeah. From Return of the Jedi, and that sold for. 470 bucks wow that seems yeah. fairly high yeah it's an afa 90 and um this is one of those that was from the the lucasfilm archives um oh, okay. it's probably sold at auction at at uh, celebration four originally i always loved this thing when i when i found out that they existed and i could get one um i think i got one from the earth that was one of the very first like collecting things i bought when i decided i was really gonna go go for it really but, uh, yeah, yeah. So I had the the uh, Empire vinyl one as a kid, and and I when I saw they actually made one for Jedi, I was super stoked. And yeah, that was one of the first big ticket things that I bought. <laughs> wow, do you remember what you paid for it? I think I paid about a hundred, and it still had the little plastic wrapper. It was kind of messed up, but the the case itself was in really nice shape. 
Right. So I, I think I paid about 100 bucks for it. You know, I don't know when we're ever going to talk about this, Steve. So I think it's good we're talking about it a little bit more because we don't talk that much about vinyl cases. Yeah. The artwork is really cool. Yeah, yes. yeah. You've got this weird moment. It it features the the Luke and Vader fight. Right. But it's not really the typical moment you see. Their lightsabers aren't crossed. Vader's yeah. attacking Luke. Luke doesn't appear to be ready to block. Right. Uh, Jabba's just way dominant <laughs> over the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. But it's almost like it's dividing dividing the movie in two. Right. You know, you yeah, have Jabba you have... in the middle and then mm-hmm. – uh, to the left is everything in his palace, and to the right yep. you have the Ewoks, the space battle, the Emperor. Yeah, all those uh, sixty-five back characters. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's that's really cool. Yeah, you're right, Steve. I should buy one of these. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put my Hungarian cards in them. Ah, uh, hey, that's a perfect <laughs> idea. Uh, and then something I like. I hope he does this a lot. Uh, yeah, yeah. The most outrageous auctions of the month. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, so let's see. And, so this uh, that is a seventy-seven back Darth Vader AFA eighty-five for seven hundred and sixty-one dollars. Right. I oh, don't understand. Goodness. No, I, I don't either. Um, <laughs> and it's the funny thing too is it's <laughs> if you look, he, he mentioned this, but I love the way they they state it in the auction description. This is an AFA uh, a bubble eighty-five, but the old Sith Lord stuck his head up too high and now has put a crack in the bubble. <laughs> so, wow. So it's got a crack. I, I'm just, I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm missing something here. <laughs> and not to mention his other bit. Episode 1, The Phantom Menace in 3D will keep these collectibles hot. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Boy, the market influence of that. I can hardly <laughs> even keep these things on the shelf. And he has some other notable listings, Steve. I think we should probably just pick three more. Okay, sure. Um, just because I'm wicked tired. <laughs> I, I drove back from West Virginia last night. Um, oh, man, that's a that's a haul. Yeah, it was like a six-hour drive, and I left at 8 o'clock, so I was – it wasn't too bad. But uh, so, I mean, again, thank you uh, for, for putting the red cup down long enough to, to put these here. We're hoping to get – we're hoping to pair our, our market watchers together. So that yes, they can all go on one little site together and you know frolic in the in the woods watching the market. Um, so let's let's pick ones that we think are interesting. Steve, you want to go first? Um, sure. I uh, I really like this this Rebo band set in the shipping sleeve. Um, oh, beautiful! It's, uh, it's got <laughs> well, good selection, sir. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, it's sold for three hundred, about just over three hundred bucks, and it's got the uh, the Sears shipping sleeve over it. Just pulling it up now. Um, yeah, I've never seen a shipping sleeve. No, I, I hadn't either. Like and, sold as um, that's really beautiful. Yeah, and the the, I mean, it's ugly, the label is beautiful. It, yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's it's special, but not not always easy on the eyes. Right. But uh, but yeah, and it's a cool. I mean, it's I'm sure the the item itself is is nice. But for whatever reason, I, I always like the Sears stuff because that was how I actually got some vintage stuff for birthdays was Sears Overstock. So okay, um, that's why I, I I guess that's probably why I, I picked this one. But now, uh, now what I love about the Market Watch, Steve, this is this is my dream. Oh yeah, is that you know people people do go. I get a lot of emails uh, 
or we get a lot of emails, but you don't check the email account. So I get a lot of emails. Um, <laughs> I do we, check it. Oh, you do? Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. Um, from people saying, you know, I went back and listened to old episodes. So at some point, there's going to be a serious size Snoodles collector, you know, a Max Rebo band collector. Right. Right. And they're going to get all the first shots and the hard copies or whatever. They're going to somehow manage to get the artwork from behind and the box flats and the Lily Lady and all the stuff that's out there for size Noodles. But they're going to see this picture and they're going to see that it's <laughs> sold for only $300 and they're going to have everything with the Max Rebo band. But this one crazy awesome thing that <laughs> – because it says on the shipping thing, it says size Noodles right on there. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's as though it's you know addressed to size Noodles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is an awesome piece. Um, and that's, just, that's a great example of just why you just really got to – just keep your eye on eBay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't, I don't think we're, uh, we can get too much better than that. I, I will, uh, say there's a, uh, turn of the Jedi two pack, okay. which is interesting. Cause the value of those just depends on who's buying. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's the, um, uh, Darth Vader with Gamorrean guard. Oh yeah. Okay. I, I just, I like that image, you know, what are they doing hanging out? Yeah, exactly. It's the it's the pairings with these that always yeah. makes them yeah, the best. It's it's a really funny idea, and uh, that sold for three hundred and seventy two dollars. So that's, okay, that, that sounds about right. I think that's probably you know for a major character because there's Vader collectors out there, and right. if that's a combination you don't have, um, I would spend more than that for a Chewy. So whoever got that, I, I would say did a good job. Yeah, I just love the positioning of the figures too. Like, the Darth Vader's just kind of looking away, and I wonder what the Gamorrean guard's saying to him right now. He's probably whispering <laughs> something, you know, yeah. under his breath. You're not <laughs> so bad. You're not so bad. I could, uh, you know what? Forget it. <laughs> oh boy, that could have made it to my top five figures too. Oh, I love the Gamorrean guard. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I should have looked through Kellerman before I made up that list. <laughs> You know what, Fett, you're off. Good morning, guard, you're in. Yep. Um, <laughs> all right, how about the last one, Steve? All right, let's see. Um, why don't we go with the Vintage Hoth Power of the Force playset? Um, I always like these because the, these Power of the Force tri-logo-looking pieces, they, for whatever reason, they really reminded me of, of Playmobil just because you have, you know, Playmobil sets that often come with a couple different elements to him and they'd usually be you know a, a guy like if it was the west it'd be the guy riding the horse it'd be a right. buffalo and it would be like a little campsite but with this it's it's star wars you have you have han on the tauntaun and the wampa and and luke and uh yeah and then the art too is, is really neat it's just uh I, I like that they they brought back some stuff from the previous movies for the for these trilogo uh power of the force packages but now before i talk about this packaging you do know that uh Lobart is probably like one of the top Playmobil yes. Western collectors. Uh, well, yes, yeah, I know. I had a long discussion with him about about Playmobil, and the the Western was like the way to do it. Yep, that's his that's his whole whole thing. So yeah, uh, we're making some Europeans happy at least by talking about this. <laughs> um, Europeans and Lobart, right? Yeah, you know, this is kind of like the vinyl case, Steve. Where I just, I guess I've maybe thought about this before, but not really. This is yeah a really cool piece. It sold um, for three hundred and twelve dollars. So yeah, I mean that's pretty expensive, but still, yeah, it's. I mean, what an awesome toy you could get because yeah. with it, you know, you got you know Han Hoth, Luke Hoth, Wampa, and Tauntaun. You got the whole scene. So 
Oh, you good. probably want another Tauntaun. Maybe. That's <laughs> the only problem. Yep, you don't want another Tauntaun. Those cheap bastards. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, great. Uh, so for the rest of those, hopefully, you know, uh, they'll get together. But, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that'll that'll work into like a kind of combined blog where all the extra information and extra auctions that right. that don't get mentioned can can be looked at because there's always great stuff. So thank you guys once again, and yeah. as always. Although we haven't talked about Brisbane, Brisbane yet. That's true. Yeah, I'm, I'm so used to my, my normal order. That's right. Yeah. Let's get let's get into. So I, to... I've, been, I've been calling him uh, BB Mike lately. BB Mike. All right. <laughs> yeah, short for <laughs> Brisbane, Brisbane. Um, yeah. So once again, you can go to his website. Uh, KiveCastMarketWatch.wordpress.com uh, right. to find it, and so this is all about our five D four, and I just love right. looking at images of that uh, old uh, card back. Yes, indeed. Uh, um, so we got the first piece is a twenty back FET offer AFA eighty five. Um, it sold for three fifty five. That's uh, I mean it's it's pretty pretty nice. Yeah, that's um, for for an AFA eighty five, right? Which is yeah. that's the number that. The AFA collectors go nutty over. That's right, really doesn't seem like that's too high of a of a price. Yeah, compared to some of these uh, other ones we've seen, no, it's it's nice. Um, oh, Steve, my crazy celebration six list. <laughs> I want to get the Return of the Jedi Star Destroyer Commander proof. Right, right. I think I may want to get a R five D four Star Wars carded. Ooh, that's nice. Uh, that's a good choice. Yeah. I just wish I knew how much they would cost. Like, if you were to get like a twenty back, you know, like C eight, C nine, oh, maybe it cost two hundred and fifty. Like this hey, one I did, think, Steve. Yeah, I think you're <laughs> you're right on it. Yeah, um, yeah, two hundred fifty. Yeah, that's, that's maybe uh, you know more than I'd want to spend, Steve. Do you think it'd be like be possible like to even find one that doesn't have the offer, but maybe is in good condition? What would that go for? I think so. I think you get one of those for about 150 bucks. Um, wow. That was a 21 back offer list. Uh, another nice, nice figure. Um, and uh, yeah, that, that one's offer list sold for 152.50. So not too bad. Not too bad. And then, uh, ooh, that's pretty. 21 ooh. back secret figure offer. I love the secret figure offer sticker. Whenever we do our top five offer lists, in the event that people like them, uh, <laughs> do you already have a bank a bank of these lists ready? It seems no, like you, you might. I, I you don't. Should. I just okay. Everything I see, I go. Oh, you're starting to a... convert to list form. <laughs> Again, people like the some people like yeah. the lists. Um, it's true, but yeah, that's that's nice because those are those are fairly rare, pretty hard to come across, and that sold for three hundred and forty. Right. So right there, you could have got with the exception right so you couldn't have got a 20 back offer list which is but if you only cared about offers right 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 you could have got both offers and offer lists for a total of what 250 plus 150 is what 400 100. so for like 700 bucks you could have had basically a complete run of r5d4 on star, star wars Sports. yeah exactly nice what was i doing last month steve i could have done that <laughs> Oh, next time. You'll be all right. Yep. Um, all right, so we got a couple from the other cards, too. We have a 45-back display arena offer that sold for uh, about 70 bucks. It's a nice Empire card. Um, let's see. I just love R5-D4. <laughs> As do I. As we all should. Droid. Yes, we should. <laughs> Um, and then we also got a, a Jedi 65 bag. Now here you're really getting some bargains. We got one for $31 and one cent. Yeah. I mean, $31 is reasonable. I, that cent, 
don't know, I wouldn't. I that puts you it. over the edge, huh? Yeah. That's pretty beat up, but st- you know what? It's I pretty beat up. I but... bet whoever got that is sending that to get you graded. Oh, no. And no, then no, no. we have a tri-logo, Steve. Yes. And uh, I have never thought about an R5-D4 tri-logo. <laughs> My entire collecting, boy, did they mess it up. Yeah, they did. <laughs> they cut off Luke's head entirely. Yeah. <laughs> How have I never seen this before, Steve? I don't know, but that, that's it's the very first thing I noticed. I'm like, whoa, what, what happened to Luke? They went really close up. Um, yeah. You, know, you see the Jawa pretty well. But yeah, that's that's a really funky card back, and that sold yeah. for 182. Yep. So that doesn't seem to be too bad. It seems that with Return of the Jedi, that's where they started spelling out R5 D4. Oh yeah, right. Um, R5 D4. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Loose graded an AFA 90 went for 100 pounds, which I think is like. Five hundred dollars, <laughs> um, no, one hundred fifty-five bucks. If a U eighty-five went for a hundred, mm. so what? All right, yeah, so it's, it's another weird one. Cost fifty, fifty bucks to get to get yeah. better grade, but not U graded. Yep. Then just a standard AFA eighty-five went for fifty-five. So that's interesting. Okay, that that is yeah. interesting. So you can tell that the difference in a U grade and a not U grade is fifty bucks. Right. Was it worth it, you jerks? Huh? <laughs> Was it worth it? <laughs> to ruin that perfectly nice card back with that beautiful R5 D4. So whoever it is, if you're listening to the sound of my voice, Mr. $31.01 for your Return of the Jedi R5 D4, don't do it. Don't do it. Like 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 Grandmaster Flash said, don't do it. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> All right. All right. Well, Steve, we're not going to say thanks again because you always do these long thanks about how thankful we are for them. They know we're thankful, right? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I, I hope so. We're trying to give you the coolest nicknames possible. I still don't know how you pronounce Brisbane properly. <laughs> I, every time. Yep, that's right. Which is it? Um, so, yeah, no, just just great work. And uh, it's fun because we. I feel like we have truly been watching the whole market. You know, yeah, we've seen oh, it. Definitely. Let's greet Chris Jorgulius back and get to feedback. There's a lot this month, Steve. Yep, we need it. Here at the Kivecast, we really do care. You can email us at kivecast at gmail.com. You can call us at our special Wampa line. That's P O K U T Wampa or 1765 889 2672. Twitter us at Kivecast or join us up on our Facebook page. We really do care. Whew. You know, Steve and I were just confiding offline that Market Watch is probably the hardest thing for us to record because it's, it's, it's a good chunk of time and it's well past the midnight hour over here on the East Coast. Okay, it's 12.02. Hey. It sounded better when I said well past. Uh, you know, it's... It just takes a while, and it's sort of towards the end. So uh, uh, I'm very happy to say that most of – we didn't ask people to tell us what they thought of, of the market watch. But a lot of people said, hey, I really like the long market watches. It's a really fun part of the show, and it's – to me, that's the most magazine-y part. You know? That's true, yeah. That's where you can really have this thing where you know, we're never taking it off iTunes. So think about it. Think about 10 years from now, you know? When, uh, wow! First of all, that's crazy. 
<laughs> That's when we'll be doing our Mungo Bear Bob uh, episode. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, it'll be cool to be able to go back and say, oh, you can get an R5-D4 for that much. Okay. We don't need to justify it anymore. No. Um, so, yeah, let's talk about the feedback. Um, let's see. We already discussed the DJ-121. Um, we wanted to say that uh, – so the, the technical issues, Steve. Right, right. So first of all, uh, sometimes I don't put the player on the blog post. Right. And the person who always points that out is Josh. So he calls that the thingy. We now call that the Josh. Um, <laughs> so sometimes I forget to put up the Josh. I'll do that from now on. And then we've had a few other complaints, Steve. What's it about? About the enhanced versus non-enhanced. Ah! <laughs> Why are I, you I... doing this to the audience? <laughs> first you say you want it first you was in the hall using the hacky sack when you said you wouldn't be using the hacky sack <laughs> then you t- this is a I'm doing the voice of my uh, vice principal uh, okay Schlesinger okay you was using no, the first you was using the beanbag in the hallways then you tells me that you want to do the enhanced podcast <laughs> then you tells me you don't want to use the enhanced podcast what is the deal of it <laughs> okay, I'll 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 try to do both. I I don't really know how I'm gonna do it. I guess I'll just make another file. I think yeah. Let's see. Do. You you might need to 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 call in on on Lobart for this to, to get some guidance because I I wouldn't know yeah. how to do it. But uh, no, I, no I, I I know how to do it. I'll just record another file and I'll export it and then I'll have to do two things and I'll have to make two separate. It's, it won't be too bad. Okay. Let's be one enhanced, one not enhanced. All right, all right. But just uh, if you're out here and you're one of the people who wants it unenhanced, or you want enhanced, I don't know. Just be thankful that we do this, this show. <laughs> yeah, enhanced and unenhanced. <laughs> do I sound bitter, Steve? Uh, you sound a little tired. A little. Tired. I'll, I'll say you're tired. It's well past midnight. It's twelve yes. five. <laughs> it's much past the twelve o'clock hour. No, I, I I agree. I actually prefer unenhanced as well, but you know it's the twenty first century, so we gotta get with the times. We'll do both. Uh, see, a, a listener, Craig, um, was saying that he listened to an old episode, and uh, the November two thousand eleven Kivecast, mm-hmm. and he was just laughing because he was the person who bought the five thousand uh, dollar AFA seventy five vinyl Cape Jawa. <laughs> That's so crazy. And I just like that, that first of all, that he thought that was, you know, that that would be cool to say, hey, that, that's the figure. That was me. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he kind of goes through this whole story about he made an offer and then it wasn't accepted. And he's like, all right, that's fine. And he lives in Australia, as three quarters of our audience does. Um, <laughs> good on you. Um, hey, how about Mark Webber? Huh? <laughs> Beating out uh, Vettel at Red Bull? That's a Formula One thing, Steve. All right. I guarantee you <laughs> I just made our our Australian fans happy because uh, he's this awesome Formula One driver. All right. Who's like really old and way too tall to be a Formula One driver. He's got this, but he won anyway? Uh, he hasn't won, but he's doing better than he should. And okay. He's got this weird cleft in his chin that makes him totally aerodynamically impossible. Uh, anyways, so he had to go to <laughs> Africa for some reason and uh, – so he wound up like haggling with this guy and then finally his original offer was accepted. And right. I just want to talk about that because I, 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 that's happened to me so many times. Oh, yeah? 
you know, I'll make an offer and just thinking it won't be accepted. And then it is accepted. And I'm like, oh, man, do I really want what to spend am I gonna that do? much? I got to <laughs> spend it now, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it wasn't shipped on time. And when it finally showed up, he'd already left for Africa. And so it's just sitting. His special, uh, you know, $5,000 vinyl Cape Jawa is just sitting in his room in Australia. And he is... It was the last piece he needed to, to finish his collection, too. So yep. that's, that's, that's a crazy story. So his Jawa is in, in Australia. I think his Jawa would actually be happier in Africa, to tell you the truth. <laughs> more sand... Uh, I believe the scrap business is is thriving, um, <laughs> but yeah. So I I just love the idea of first of all accepting an offer and then like, darn it, and then just getting your grail piece and then being the other side of the world, and uh, he won't return for eighteen months. Um, so uh, I do know that actually we also got an email from Craig's Jawa. And uh, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm a language guy, and so he says that that uh, Craig, I miss you, and uh, have a good time in Africa. Bring some sand back for me, and uh, I'll be waiting for you. Uh, <laughs> and habalu, uh, habalu, uh, because they don't just say utini, Steve. No, no, they have an expanded language. Yes. <laughs> don't they say habalu at some point? Something like that. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, one other thing. Am I talking too much about this, Steve? That's fine. No, no. I'm going to keep right. talking. It's well past midnight. Uh, we got a ton of response. The most response we've ever gotten about anything, Steve. Shopco. Was Shopco. Yeah. Um, so it, it exists. It thrives. And we got all these cool stories. Um, Fratboy Pete said that it was the only store when he was a kid that had the POTF expanded line of, of figures. Huh. Um, so it was kind of this fun memory. Uh, Dan sent us uh, a little memory uh, about how um, he used to go there a fair amount. Um, I also like it. What do you think about this, Steve? <laughs> He's not a vintage collector, but he listens to our show. Hmm. So this is a success and a failure. <laughs> it's a success because it means we're so charismatic. Right. The show is so well researched. Uh, are, you know, the thing that the rapport <clears throat> that we have is just inimitable that you have to listen <laughs> to us. You absolutely have to listen to us. But then it's also a failure because how can you listen to the show and not just run out and start collecting vintage? Mm, so I see, I see where you're coming from there. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so we got a ton of good response about that. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to go through my card backs and I'm going to look for another store. And I'm going to see, does this place still exist? Do you have stories about it? Nice. Um, uh, I know JCPenney and Kmart exist. You can send those <laughs> emails. Ooh, here's a good one. Two guys. <laughs> okay, so this is on a, a Walrus Man uh, 21 back. So the store is called Two Guys. So where was it? Where is it from? Does it still exist? Did you used to buy toys there? Send us, uh, send us an email, kivecast at gmail.com. I don't know there's the Five Guys hamburger place, but never heard of Two Guys that sells Star Wars toys. Guess so. where I ate dinner tonight, Steve. Oh, man. At Five Guys. Wow. Yep. I, today I made the, the drastic decision, Steve. I'm not doing cheeseburgers anymore. I'm doing hamburgers. Oh, yeah? I figure <laughs> if I eat, you know... Two hamburgers a month. 
I eat more than that usually. <laughs> you know, that's a lot of cheese I'm eating. And, and hamburgers yeah. are so good. You know, cheese is kind of gilding the lily a little bit. Um, way. I don't think I could be so strong. I, I couldn't give it up. Way past midnight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, two guys. That's that's the question. Uh, we'll we'll see what people say, and then if uh, if the answer's no, I'll just go to a different one. So yeah, send us that. Uh, you can also join our Facebook. Right. Uh, at the, at, what are they? What are just they just search uh, the Star Wars Collectors Archive podcast, and okay. it'll come up. Uh, or you can uh, join our our Twitter feed. Our Twitter feed is booming. I know. I know. It's it's uh, it's great. I mean. I'm still still not quite in that that realm, but I'm glad to see it flourishing. Yeah, we have I think over 80 followers. Um, hey, yeah, so we're at Kivecast, C H I V E C A S T. Um, so that's where we are, and so thanks to uh, our, our yeah. Trevor, our uh, Twitter duder. Yeah, thank yeah, thanks Trevor, and it, it's it's funny. Uh, I'm I'm almost convinced to to start following people on Twitter. Uh, aside from us, I, I did see uh, some great stuff from Jose Canseco. That that'll be an aside, Scott. I'll tell you about that later. <laughs> okay, but I'll just yeah. tell you you need to look up Jose Canseco's Twitter feed because okay. uh, <laughs> it is priceless. No, that that sounds good. Um, <laughs> yeah, actually, uh, our uh, Twitter feed's pretty interesting. So yeah, every once in a while I look at, it, I'm like, hey, that's that's kind of cool because I don't look at Twitter that much, and then uh, I look at that. So he, he's doing good stuff over there. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Uh, Rebel Scum had some. What was cool is that most of the comments were on Rebel Scum and the Imperial Gunnery. Good. So I Good. like it. You know, just kind of reaching out both, both there. There's a little bit of people seem to like teasing me about not liking the like button. <laughs> um, so uh, someone on the Imperial Gunnery, I forget who. I apologize, but uh, just put a giant like button in their response. <laughs> um, so that 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 was funny. And I definitely uh, liked it. Like there is a. A lot less likes than there were before. So right, but there's right. also less comments. So hey, I'd rather you comment and like it than not comment at all. <laughs> um, I like that someone mentioned Anchorman. Uh, that was oh yeah, the, the milk. Yeah. It's funny because I watch that movie a lot and I quote that movie a lot, but somehow yeah. I didn't think of that when I was drinking the warm milk in the car. <laughs> <laughs> and he also gave us a cafe alien. Yes, so. classy, classy. Yep. Uh, Boy, we don't really have any Jared assignments this month, do we? I think there could be quite a few. Um, I had oh, – I'll have to think about this. I had one earlier and I, I just forgot to mention it. But uh, Jared, just feel free because I know uh, some stuff about R5D4 will, will definitely uh, inspire. Right. <laughs> or if nothing else, Joe Iglesias as Bane, definitely. That, that, that yeah. <laughs> yeah, we could do kind of like a whole Dark Knight thing. Um, oh, man. You've got kind of a Gordon Levitt thing going for you, Steve. What? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I guess we'll that see. makes me Batman. Okay, it's all set. All right, um, we're good. <laughs> I'm gonna do the rest of the show. <laughs> this stupid voice. Uh, <laughs> Does it get worse in this one? I'm I'm afraid of that. But. I don't know. <laughs> the problem is, once I start talking like this, I can't stop, Steve. <laughs> so Sean, mate. Okay. Um. Oh, you're all right. You're okay. Yeah, I'm okay. All right. <clears throat> all right. <laughs> <laughs> if Batman had a had a, a red beard, um, so uh, Sean also mentions uh, that there are there's a new app, right? The podcast app, where you subscribe right into the app. Should make things easy for you. Yep. So that's that's pretty sweet. And then we got this just crazy email from David. Oh Street. yeah, yeah. This is great. It is so thorough and detailed. Yep. Um, 
I'm, I'm it's uh, how can we extract the amazing things from this email? Uh, first Let's of all, he, he's one of the the people who goes back and, yep. and re-listens to shows, well, which we like a lot. <clears throat> I should not have held on to the Christian Bale voice for so long. <laughs> uh, Steve, Steve, get out of my eyeline. Okay. Um, <laughs> so unprofessional. Unprofessional. Um, you know what's unprofessional right. is keeping your mouth open the entire time you're Batman. Close <laughs> your mouth. Uh, you're catching flies. Um, uh, so, well, first of all, he runs all the cool stuff, which is right. the, like a, a brick-and-mortar toy store and an online toy store. So go check right. that out. And he, he was the guy who put on the Empire Strikes Back 30th anniversary uh, exhibit. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So we mentioned um, that back in episode six. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's pretty cool. Uh, and he listens to the show in the shop. I like so, that. I love that. So uh, – and he was the guy who I said that I, I imagined him as being the guy from Spaced. Right, um, right. And he was like, you're just watching that now? <laughs> the show came out in 1999. <laughs> you know, Americans are a little bit behind Europeans when it comes to European culture. So uh, mm, A little bit. So we're, we're – I'm slowly making my way through there. <laughs> so hello, everybody in the All the Cool Stuff shop. You have to buy something before you leave. Please do. Yes. Um, particularly anything that's R5D4. Yes. Uh, so let's see. He, he he kind of has a whole bunch of stuff here. First of all, um, he has this information about Denny's Fish Fisher, which is pronounced right. Dennis. Dennis. Uh, the inventor of the spirograph, which is pretty interesting. So the deal was uh, when the popularity of the Six million dollar man line died. They were expecting uh, Star Wars to fill that vacuum, right? And then there's so they gave the three and three quarter line to Palatoy. Dennis Fisher was just given a little bit in the form of the twelve inch figures and model kits, right? But those toys didn't sell anything like that. So then Dennis Fisher at the time, unknown to Dennis Fisher at the time, General Mills had already been working towards having Palatoy be the main distributor within the UK group. Right. So basically Dennis Fisher was just given table scraps. And yeah. That's how they got stuck with it. Um, Palatoy basically scooped them, and then Dennis Fisher was amalgamated into Palatoy. Yeah, it's a crazy story thinking about uh, if, if all the Palatoy logos out there had been replaced by Dennis Fisher. He just it's an interesting so idea. I, I wonder if there's anyone out there, like any British collectors who like hate Palatoy. Mm. Wouldn't that be cool? If you were yeah, like, I only like I, I I can't forgive them for what they did. <laughs> 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 um, and then uh, he he also mentioned that the uh, uh, I talked about it, this really cool drawing of a Greedo advert. Oh boy, now I sound British. Uh, of a Greedo <laughs> advert. Um, Brilliant. And uh, I said the, the artist was the top of his class. It turns out it's by a guy, Brian Boland, who was one of the main guys who did Judge Dredd. Huh. And uh, that's just you know really cool because Judge Dredd is much more than a bad uh, Sylvester Stallone movie. It's a comic <laughs> book that for some reason only people in England like even though it's a really good comic book. Yeah, um, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that, that was pretty cool. And then he goes on to a little bit more about the – uh, Star Wars figures that are featured in other toy lines, but I think we're right. going to do a special on that sometime. 
Yeah. So I'm going to save that for later. Okay. That's a lot of stuff. Um, so, yeah. So thank you so much, David, for uh, for chirping in and uh, for having us on in your shop. I love that idea. Yeah, that's that's great, man. Awesome. Yeah. So Steve, stop swearing. <clears throat> um, <laughs> definitely don't say the W word like uh, like right. Matthias did. Like Matthias. Yes. <laughs> the W word only exists in England. It's awesome. <laughs> um, but we're I'm, we're just taking the urine. And I think that pretty much wraps it up, Steve. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Woo! What an episode. Um, yeah. Now, before we talk about fantasy baseball, Steve, <laughs> you do know uh, – so you know, have you ever talked about you – know, so my team name is Fred Cromelin, which is a, right? a, a mixture of Fred Lynn, who was a baseball player. <laughs> he was the original Mike Trout. He was uh, a baseball player who won Rookie of the Year and MVP in 1975. Ooh. Uh, a really big, really big deal, and I just thought that was a cool mixture. And then <laughs> uh, your uh, Delino Deflector Shields, right? Based on Delino De Shields, Shields, yeah, a famous player. You know, Steve, there is another. Ooh, did you know this? No. Yeah, Delino De Shields Jr. There is another. There oh, is goodness. another De Shields. And he's, Why is uh, he not playing for the Dodgers? They well, have everyone else's son on the team right I now. I <laughs> know. Well, he's he's a prospect. He was drafted a couple of years ago, uh, 2010. But he's he's going to be a major leaguer. He's in the Houston system. Nice. So uh, I just thought you I hope he has that. like the the helmet with both your your uh, covers. <laughs> yeah, the the, the, <laughs> the little league version. Yeah, exactly. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So how are how are how are you doing in in uh, fantasy, Steve? Uh, I think I'm in my usual spot towards the bottom. Uh, but the, you know, I don't really <laughs> I haven't paid attention to my team for probably a few weeks, which is what I said last time. So it's probably been a couple months. <laughs> but uh, hey, I'm hanging in there. You're kinda. hanging in there and having fun. That that's all yeah. that matters. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, I'm I'm still in first by uh, yeah by twenty points. So mm. you're held, holding on to it pretty pretty I, good there. I, I it's pitching is terrible, but that's. Baseball. Nobody cares about that. What people do care about is Celebration 6. Yep. And that's it's coming up soon here. be really soon. So we're going to see you guys all at the party. Get those tickets if you want to come. Uh, because eventually they will sell out. We're not going to sell more than 175. So uh, we'll see you there. And wampa wampa. Adios, everybody. This podcast is not endorsed by Lucasfilm Limited, Hasbro Toys, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. The official Star Wars site can be found at www.starwars.com. The official Hasbro site can be found at www.hasbro.com. Star Wars all names and sounds of Star Wars characters and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or the respective copyright and trademark holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Star Wars Collector's Archive, unless otherwise indicated.